世代の皆さん大きな拍手をお迎えください The Big Bang of Royals Calamity John Morris has been one of my favorite internet people for 
guy. Oh, I knew stuff. I knew him before online before I knew you. Yeah. Like I think I've been following him online for ten to twelve years is now. Is he living up in Seattle now? He is a Seattleite. Yeah. He is a great cartoonist and an amazing designer. I think his website is calamityjohnsave.us. Yeah. And highly recommend checking out his art. His comic, Jeremy, you can pick up from Lulu. It has a great kinetic, fun style to it. And lately, he's been whipping out logos for, um, like, just his ideas of optimal logos for comic books Mm -hmm. that have been an absolute delight. Is he doing the thing where, like, he rounds up... The every like a bunch of cartoonists and they reinterpret oh, like the Marvel. Yeah, what I the hell is that, that Marvel? He does a great anthology. Yeah, where it's like, what is it? The official handbook of the Marvel universe. Yeah, he runs a website where um, artists submit their versions of characters as rendered in the official handbook of the Marvel universe. Okay, that's what it is. I think he he also did something similar where it was people. Um, Art, different artists reinterpreting DC's characters. I think he had a website called DC50 slash TOO52. See, yeah, with me not following uh, superhero comics that much, I don't know what the hell any of this stuff is. I admit yeah. I did not even think to th- name him in that sort of context because I don't, that's not relevant to oh, my exactly, interest. Yeah. But Calamity John is good people. His Twitter is funny. He's Calamity John. It's so on weird Twitter. that he died two years ago, though. <laughs> We're talking about him like he's still alive. What I'm saying is, I love Calamity John. He did Little Batman for a long time. Oh, man. Little Batman is good he shit. He did all these little Batman, which is pretty much a little baby ba- Batman. I love so how John Morris draws. He, he is did, my he favorite. Does, he gives good Popeye. Oh, man. Like any old, old, old school, old timey stuff, man. Yeah. He's fucking. Great Calamity John. Highly recommended. Calamity oh. John Morris. Everybody so, yeah, go but, love Calamity John. So Calamity John's the one who tweeted about this uh, Saturday morning preview bullshit. He's a good egg. Man. Did you, it was Fox Kids programming yeah. a big thing for you? Because they talk about like that was, because after uh, all the uh, the Saturday morning cartoons got uh, destroyed. Yeah. It was, it was actually, I always thought it was something happened where maybe cartoons would stop being so profitable that they stopped showing yeah. Saturday morning cartoons. It was a legal thing. According was to the Wikipedia entry, it was like something about like marketing to kids and stuff. And, like, oh, like, they couldn't do it in the morning? Yeah, that kind of legislated something oh, about I like... I had no idea. Yeah. Because I remember Fox Kids... Fox... I was a little too old. Fox Kids old. became the last bastion for that yeah. shit, yeah. However, Fox Kids did Sam and Max when Sam and Max is very briefly a cartoon show. Yeah, I've never seen that. Yeah, but you, Sam you've and Max talked about Lance it. Yeah. Place. I, watched, I watched Sam and Max, but I was, I was too... I was in like high school at that point. I yeah. was too old for it. Did but. you play Analog Hate Story yet? So, there was a really great article on Kotaku. Have you read it yet? Because here's my handwritten notes. I, Bill, I played it. We've talked Did about it on the it? podcast in the past. Yes. Did we? We've talked about it. Did like, you beat it? Yes. Oh, well, fuck then. I was going to blow like I've been taking notes. Wait, but did you play the whole game? I I play. I got up to the getting the uh, admin password. Okay, so I'm gonna we're gonna take a couple steps back. I tweeted about analog hate story because this is completely yeah. Um, so I had I had basically tweeted that I'm like, if you're a feminist and you like video games, analog hate story is literally voting with your dollars. I must have completely forgot about you talking about this game. Yeah. So yeah. analog hate story is a um indie game that is uh takes the idiom of the visual novel. And uses it as an exploration of um, uh, women's rights, and specifically the erosion of women's rights. And yeah, how... you've described this on the on the podcast before. Yeah, I do not remember. We've talked about it. Ugh, it was a couple of weeks ago. I keep on having strokes every couple of days. <laughs> 
So basically, I kept hearing about it. Like, I, Rock, Paper, Shotgun talked about it a number of times. And they kept saying, I don't care if you're the sort of person who looks at a screenshot like this and looks at it and says, uh-uh, and closes the page. Well, one of the screenshots is of, like, an anime chick just kind of like, well, It's I a visual so- novel. I don't know. I've never played those before. The, well, no one has because no one translates them. They're so neat. If it hadn't been for you vouching for this, I wouldn't have never played it. Analog yeah. Hate Story is 10 bucks. It's, like, I think it, it's for PC, Mac, and I think it's even for goddamn Linux. Yeah. Like, highly recommended. So it's it's a lot of reading. My wife always makes fun of me because any... No, but any... it's kind of fun reading because, yeah. like, they set you up, like... So what the premise is, is that, like, uh, there's, like, a, like this takes place in the far-flung future, and yeah. I think Earth has either been evacuated or people have just, like, decided to colonize other planets. It's not super clear. Yeah. But it's kind of it's a Firefly situation where a whole bunch of people have left Earth to go colonize other worlds on, like, multi-generational... Oh, you're from Earth. ...interstellar The ships. character you play is No, from but Earth. I'm just saying, but, like, you're from Earth, and yeah. then you realize that one of these ships, these ships have never gotten to the planet it was hoping to colonize, and yeah. so everyone's looking for the ship, and you find the ship. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the game is all about you boarding the ship that has been, you know, disappeared for like your, hundreds of years. Your mission is to find out what happened to this ship. And you do that by, uh, you you board the ship. None of this, you don't need to see any of this, but it starts off with you hacking the, the computer yeah. of the ship and you're trying to like access its files to figure out what's, what happened on the ship. And then you find out what happened. It's fucked up. Yeah, it's great. So the, you only interact with two, the gameplay is you literally, you read a bunch of emails and yeah. a lot of files and diaries and then you interact with two characters, the two AI that exist on the ship. Yeah. And there are uh, multiple endings depending on how you interact with those AI. I saw what the endings were. They're fucked up, man. Yeah. So it's it's I, I don't want to spoil it because it's such an interesting game and it's so satisfying to explore. It only takes about two or three hours to play. Yeah, it doesn't seem that long. Although I played for like about two hours last night, but then I was yeah. pouring over. Because when you first start out, I don't know what the rest of the game is, but when you first start out, you're just trying to get... You're just trying to get the uh, ad- admin password so you can just hack into the computer and just, like, figure out what the hell happened here. Yeah. But in order to get the admin password, you have to... Uh, the, the, the password is the name, someone's name. Well, yeah, and in this society, women are so degraded that women aren't even referred to by their names. Yeah, so you're, you're pouring through all these emails from hundreds of years ago. There, Everyone seems to be dead on the ship, so there's no one you can talk to except for the AI. Yeah. You're trying to figure out, like, why everyone died on the ship. And so you're pouring through these, like, emails that are centuries old. Yeah. And uh, trying to find the name of this person so you can use that as the admin password and just try to get the ship moving and what the hell you want to do. And it's interesting because this has turned into a misogynist society, or at least that's what happened to the society on the ship before everyone mm-hmm. died. Uh, lo- lo- like, the name of the person you're trying to look for is a woman. Yeah. And it's hard to find her, her name because because this is a misogynist society, a lot of, like, women weren't allowed to read or write. Yeah. And when they did read or write, most of their messages were immediately wiped out of the system. Yeah. Because, you know, why waste, like, a, a hard drive space on messages yeah. written by women? Because what the fuck they have to say? So, like, a lot of the uh, records from back then are all fractured. Yeah. You're trying to piece together the story as to what happened on the ship and also figure out who, what this, who this woman was and try to get her name and... It's just fucked up. And the fact it's, that yeah. it sounds harder because these guys were massages wiping out women's emails and stuff like yeah. that. It's just like, that's interesting. You're reading right where it actually impacts gameplay. Yeah. Just because you're reading through these records. I thought that was super cool. Yeah. Even if I never play the, pick up the rest of the game again or beat or anything like that, just like how that worked out. I thought that was really great. Yeah. yeah. It's, I, I can't recommend it highly enough. It's weird. Yeah. But it's really worth it's it. It's all Korean shit too. And so it's a little hard reading because it's all Korean family names. Well, there's so a, a whole entry names... explaining how Korean family name structure works. 
works. Oh, I know, I know. And it, well, still, I mean, but it, it, I, I struggled too because I'm racist. They do sit down and explain like like the what happened on the ship was this like kind of like struggle between these two giant families on the ship. Yeah, but still, it's kind of like you know like you're having to differentiate between like people with multiple wives because it is a fucked up ship. Yeah. And one of the interesting things should we talk about the don't. ladies? No, I don't want to because it's it's such a. Del- I went into that game knowing nothing about it because every review I read said. I'm going to start this review by telling you not to play this review cast, like, until you play this like game. Because I'd actually like to talk about, like, yeah. at least the stuff, like, I... Unless well, you should finish it, and then we'll talk about it. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's perfect. But what's yeah. interesting is that the whole premise I got of this far game... Along, I got far along enough to get the admin password. Okay. And that just seemed to be when the actual game is just starting. Yeah. But I played for two hours, and I was like, oh, fuck, I'm going to play some really, Mario There's not a whole lot left. Really. Well, supposedly, I saw the... Supposedly, you can beat the game as soon as you get the admin password. Yeah. That, well, but that's not the point because the whole like yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's a really interesting game I highly people who are like me and are very interested in how you can use gameplay to um, explore different narratives highly recommend it and seriously if you consider yourself a feminist in the slightest you should buy this game even if you never play it just to goddamn support its existence. Well, and the creator, she's making a sequel to this that ex- well, explains yeah. what happened on Earth. Well, what's interesting is away. that the whole thing about this society, the 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 one thing that the, so what what instigated this conversation about it this week was Kotaku had this article with the person who wrote the game, mm-hmm. and the 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 lady basically said um, the only problem with the game is that the misogynism in this society is so far removed from quote unquote normal society mm-hmm. that it's easy to distance yourself from it. And yeah, it's, it's it easy to like say a, that could planet. never it's happen. An alien t- like, exactly. Yeah. Even though it's based in an actual point in Korean history, it is mm-hmm. pretty much verbatim. Like the culture is lifted from this one moment. <laughs> well, just do in because Korean this, this shit happens all the time in yeah. our, our world right so now. So the sequel, which will be called it Eight happened. Plus, I think. Is, um, I know, right? Plus. But um, it will be about like basically a more modern society experiencing the the loss of women's rights. And well, this game isn't necessarily just about like oh, isn't it so sad when women don't have rights? Oh There's no, the yeah. stuff about like um, what happens when you have rights and you lose them. Yeah, it's a horror story. Yeah. This is more this this is more survival not survival horror. Yeah, but this is a horror game, but it's all psychological, socio political yeah. horror game because yeah. it shows like how if if politics get fucked up in a certain way, any woman can suddenly be, like, get fucked up and turned into a slave and be treated like chattel. Yeah. And that's a fucked up thing to think about. That's yeah. why I'm glad I'm not a lady. Because I would never be <laughs> able know, to sleep at night. Fi- what male privilege? I thought that's what I'm it's saying! It's a good thing to have! I know, I, this is me taking my white male privilege and making a little comfy pillow out of it. Going, oh, thank you, white male privilege. I never have to think about ramifications for anything that ever really happens in the real world. God, but no, yeah, exactly. I'm, 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 I'm kind of like, I guess, a good person to be playing this game because, like, it's making me think about yeah. things in a way that, like, I wouldn't obviously. It's, it's interesting. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't, I can't. Re- it can be a little jarring it, because it's such a different sort of game because it is a visual novel. But I've it's never worth... played a visual novel before. Me either. And it's written well enough that I was intrigued, yeah. even with like kind of the barrier of kind of like the cultural. Yeah. Because like you first start reading through these records, a lot of the records are just like. They have, I, I have brought dishonor to my family. It sounds like something from a fucking kung fu movie. Yeah. And like you said, you've got all the Korean names, which, like, at first uh, blush seem, seem to be vaguely interchangeable. It's because half the parts of the names are, you know, because you have the, the family name first and the, like... Because we're racist. Yeah, because we're racist! White <laughs> privilege! That's what's your privilege! Then the third game will have to be about, like, just white people just being privileged against Asians, regardless of gender stuff. Aside. But yeah, no, it's not... It's, it's preachy. But it's not preaching in a way that, like, it will drive you away no. if you have half a fucking brain. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's not, not really... yelling at you or kind no. of, like, beating you over the head. It's just, yeah, it's just scary. 
I really, it's a good game. I'd rather read about this shit than a fucking T-Virus in a fucking Resident Evil game. I want to replay that game just to get a different ending. Which ending did you get? I got... Is there a bad ending? No, no, I got a bad ending. I've heard about some of the different endings. Oh, and the other thing is, if you go uh, to read about this article in Kotaku, supposedly there's a huge twist that's spoiled in the fucking first paragraph of the thing. Oh, is there? Yeah. It says dot, like... Well, that kind of spoiled it. Yeah. yeah. So. Oh, that sucks. Because re- honestly, I think why I don't want to talk about it too much is just, just it is ten dollars. Yeah. Trust me, if you do not like this game, email me and I will give you ten dollars. <laughs> yeah. The funny thing is, I play. I, I, I spent ten bucks to play this game. Yeah. And I played it for two hours, and I was like, oh man, this is emotionally draining. I'm gonna play my other game that I bought this week, <laughs> Kerbal Space Program. What the hell is Kerbal? Kerbal Space, Space, Space Program. Program again. It's for the Mac and PC. You yeah. Know, it's a computer game. It's not yeah. a console game, which is rare for us. Yeah. Um, Kerbal Space Program is a little flight simulator where you're sending these little uh, little green dudes uh, called Kerbals into space. Okay. Uh, you have to build a rocket ship for them, but you can like like build a rocket ship out of all these crazy different little parts. It's kind of like like a NASA simulator. Okay. But it's not very math heavy or anything like that. Yeah. It's kind of like just playing with Tinker Toys and saying, "Oh, I have command module here. Yeah. What happens if I just stick it to rocket uh, stick it to a rocket and hit the yeah. go button? Yeah. It exploded. I have to figure out why. You know, like yeah. all kinds of stuff. It's uh, the best part of this thing. Is it's really just kind of con- conventional, little slightly kind of arcadey. Uh, uh, NASA simulator, sure. except for the fact that the little dudes you're sending up into space, there's a little, like, in the lower uh, right-hand corner of the screen, you get to see, like, a little live camera feed of their faces as they're being shot up in the space, <laughs> and they're always just flipping the fuck out, <laughs> especially if you have, like, three of them on a ship, you always have to have at least two guys, like, freaking out while, while the third one's like, yay! And it is hilarious, and you're like, it's real time, so it takes a couple minutes to shoot the guys up into space, Yeah, and so the whole time, it's just like, suddenly start like beginning to disintegrate because you didn't design it that well and then suddenly they start screaming and suddenly everything explodes and it says killed in action like over their screens yeah it is fucking hilarious i was introduced to this because a giant bomb did uh-huh. a video preview of this game and it was one of the fun fucking funniest video game things i've seen in a while where they were just massacring all these little, yeah. little green dudes called kerbals and a game's called uh, kerbal space program mm-hmm. and it's just if you just love blowing up little dudes yeah. with, like, rocket ships, it is fantastic. Well, especially with the Mars rover stuff. Oh, sure, yeah. thing. It's kind of fun to they pretend uh, to be it. launching stuff into space. The interesting thing, I thought this was just a simulator for, like, launching dudes into space. Reading more about the game, you could actually launch people to Mars, or uh, to the moon, and to, like, other planets. Yeah. Like, the, the, the planet, you're not actually launching from Earth. Yeah. So, I think even in the game, it's not the moon, it's the M-U-N. Moon. Oh, okay. And, like, Moon. instead of Mars, it's, like, yeah. just another, like, planet. It's Mars. Or something yeah. like that. But I guess the distance between Earth and the other, like, planet yeah. and, and the moon is, is supposed yeah. to be what ours is. Aww. So there's a little bit of a simulator, like, if you want to try yeah. to, like, get to another planet, you can. Yeah. Even though in this game, I have not been able to break orbit yet <laughs> before something explodes. But it's just really fun. And, like I said, it's yeah. uh, putting things together. It's it's just as simple as, like, slapping, like, ticker toys together. And yeah. it's, 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 the interface is really nice. And I think it's still actually technically in beta. If you buy, it's kind of doing the Minecraft thing. Yeah. It's, like, 18 bucks. And if you buy the game, you get, you know, the official finished release when it's done, too. Yeah. But that's fucking hilarious. That's yeah, so it was funny to jump from analog hate story yeah. to like let's blow up little like guys. Yeah. So yeah, that was great. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, for my gaming experience this week, I beat Bioshock 2. Yeah, how'd that Bioshock go? 2 is a great game. 
It, you know what? I feel bad because it got a lot of crap because it's just another Bioshock game. I don't know if it did get a lot of... Well, I know at least before it came out a lot of good crap. Well, yeah. But it seemed when it came out, everyone was like, oh, this is surprisingly good. Yeah. But then everyone was kind of indifferent about it who didn't Yeah. It. I mean, I go and look for it and you can get it for beans. I would like to like take a moment. Like I said, for like four months after the game came yeah. out, it's always been for sale for like $9 on Amazon. I you would like to, to say, if, any, if you enjoyed Bioshock 1... Get Bioshock too. Yeah, I really I'm enjoyed it. I'm saving my uh, my Jimmy's to get wrestled for Infinite, but I'm like after I'm done well, with Infinite as a palate cleanser, it might be fun to go back to play Bioshock. Bioshock two. Just as two a... There's a sequence in there. I kind of don't want to say what it is because huh? it was such a delight. But there is a. <laughs> Thank you, Brian Denny. What the hell that was? <laughs> that is my impression of Will Ferrell as I don't even know who, but he's a somebody delight. something something. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh. No. There. I. I hate to see what it is because it was such uh, such okay, an unexpected well thing. I'm but I'm gonna say it. There is a sequence where you um take control of a little sister, and you see Rapture the way a little sister perceives. Is it like it. a different thing. Yeah. It's great. It's entire a non. It was the most stressful non-combat Everyone's sequence. A it was really, it was awesome. Because right, you don't have no way to fight or anything like that. No. I guess you have the giant syringe. They're always what the most. So in games, I play easy mode for babies, as yeah. longtime listeners of the podcast will know, every time. <laughs> and the, nothing babies. nothing scares the shit out of me more in a game that is a shooter or an action-y game than, ga- than moments in a game where you cannot win. Because yeah. I'm used to just being generally more overpowered than my enemies so I can defeat them. Like, Enslaved, there are moments in Enslaved that scared the shit out of me because there are moments in that game where you cannot defeat an enemy. You can just run. Mm-hmm. All you can do is run. Like, this is the moment that always makes me super tense and super freaked out. As a little sister, there is no way to engage in combat during this whole sequence. But so you, like you know, thing? no. See, I was like, oh shit, it's a stealth sequence. I'm terrible at stealth sequences, especially awkward stealth sequences yeah. that are shoehorned into games. You're walking by splicers, and you perceive them in a particular way, and they cannot attack you in this mode. You're literally just exploring through Rapture, through oh. the eyes of Little Sister. But it, the, the tension cool, yeah. just fucking ratcheted. It was so well done, and it was such an unexpected thing. Um, it was interesting because the, all the moral choices that I talked about where I could kill or save people, they, it did ultimately have a ramification and in an interesting way. The more, the, who, to kill or to um, let live, the choices got a lot more difficult as the game got okay, on. Okay, so that's cool. Because it yeah. start with a person who is very easily misunderstood. And then there's a person who you can kind of be sympathetic, but is still a terrible person and finally a terrible person. And your decisions affect the end of the game. And I, I was just super impressed with it. I, You know what? My hat's off to him because it's hard as fuck to make a follow-up to Bioshock. Yeah. They did a good job. And what was really great is that one of the best parts of Bioshock, and I would argue the part where Bioshock goes wrong, is the metaphys- like the metagame aspect of it where it's like, oh, well, you are on rails. You are going through these very limited environments in a very particular way, and you're forced to play this game because you're being controlled. Yeah. Because of the, you know, would you kindly. But then that kind of breaks when you're freed, but you're still forced to go through the rest yeah, of the still game. still the game doesn't really change after that exactly. point. Exactly. Yeah. Well, in, Even though, they, yeah, you're technically free. Yeah. yeah. In Bioshock 2, they kind of play with that a little bit because you're forced to do all these things because you're a big daddy. You're huh. playing the whole game as a big daddy. And so you are have you to do... Are you everything? Like, are you kind yeah. of clunky? Yeah. Okay. So you, everything you do, you so, have to do because you're linked to your little you're sister. You're still plasmids and stuff. Like oh, yeah. That, right? But you're, oh, yeah. Like, you have the big drill arm and yeah. stuff. Okay, yeah. Yeah. It's your melee attack is your drill. Okay, yeah. It's I. It was really good. And I tried a little bit of the multiplayer. I am not a big multiplayer person. There's still people playing? There are. What surprised me is that there's a narrative to the multiplayer. 
they put a lot right, of thought guys, into this. It's it's competitive uh, multiplayer. Well, there too, are all right? sorts of different multiplayer modes. I will admit, I did not get as far as actually engaging in a match. Well, it sounds like you were busy, just like uh... it's been a hell of a week. Yeah. But anyway, um, but no, the in the multiplayer mode, it is New Year's Eve, nineteen fifty nine, when shit, when everything goes to hell and rapture, and you pick any number of different people in Rapture that basically each of the classes are different characters who have different backstories. Okay. And as you play through the game, you unlock more of their backstory and you find okay, out who they cool. are. Okay, that's cool. Like you're the... Who made um, this game? Uh, uh, 2K Marin. I know like drove, 14 different like, companies exactly. worked on it. A shit it was a ton of game. different teams Don't at you know 2K. someone who's I think actually them. Arcane Studios who are doing Dishonored, I think they're involved in the multiplayer. Which one's Dishonored? Dishonored? I am so confused by any game that's... <laughs> Dishonored is the game that's coming out that seems kind of Bioshocky, but has more of a steampunk twist. Oh, to that's it. what everyone's the fl- only game that's coming cast. out this fall. Assassin's Creed. Other than Man, Assassin's Creed. well, that's we could save this till next week. But I was let, let me finish real quick, real quick. On my uh, chart, on my. <laughs> no, yeah, go ahead. The sheer amount of work that went into Bioshock Two is amazing, and I'm serious. Anybody who played Bioshock One d- owes it to themselves. You have not played that. Minerva's Den yet. I so you might have DLC. more to say. About oh yeah, that I still thing. have. Supposedly Minerva's that's Dead. the best part of the game. Minerva's Den. I started playing it, but I realized I'm so full of Bioshock. <laughs> I will absolutely finish it. But I'm taking. Well, I can say yeah, like especially if that's it's supposed good to be so, so good. Far. You want to take a break so you can savor it a little bit later. Exactly. Yeah. Well, because the 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 nature of the story that they tell in Bioshock Two is such a distinct sort of story. That's interesting. And it's, the, and the um, big sister that's not hokey because like when no. they revealed the big sister, I was like, oh, that looks like well, some no, S&M I mean it's bullshit. the big sister is what happens to little sisters when they grow up. Oh. Which isn't really a spoiler. They're called big Erotic. sisters. They're the little sisters. It's I. I had a good time. You know what? They took a shitty situation, which is being handed the reins oh, they to were coming be- up with a sequel. They were to behind one of the most... eight ball from the beginning, and yeah. they did an amazing job. Huh, I really okay. enjoyed it. And uh, you can buy that for nine dollars. You could get it for literally like if probably you give, let it for you. If you Amazon? give the cashier oh, at the game Christ. store a hand job, he will give you a free copy of Bioshock Two. <laughs> It is well worth the five dollars that it will cost you. How I think I paid five dollars for it. They must have printed because I remember yeah. uh, one of the who, 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 who published that game, Two K. Yeah, they were talking about because they were like, okay, well, the first game sold like was like two million or three million copies. Yeah. They were assuming because publicity, like. They, that was a surprise hit for the company. Yeah. And so they were thinking, well, they, I mean, the first game did so well, we're just going to assume that the next game is going to do like two to three times better. So we're going to print like yeah. two to three times as many copies. And uh, so I don't even know if it like even the Bioshocks 2 sold le- like less than the first one. But by virtue of the fact that it did not sell two to three times as much as the first game means that there are like bazillion copies of that shit floating, uh, yeah. floating around out there. It's like Simpson stamps. I'll talk about that later. Oh, man. Poor Simpson stamps. Um, anyway, Bill, you may continue now. Were you going to talk about the release schedule for the rest of the year? No, yeah. Well, I just saw something on NewGap. Somebody had a, a post about that. Uh, yeah, no, this this the fall is pretty fucking skimpy. Like, we can yeah. talk about this later because we're kind of under gun because Annie's about to die if we don't get this podcast recorded next no, hour and a half. No, you're fine. No, but I'm just, I'm just trying to be conscientious to you. We're talking yeah, about no, fun stuff. I was looking at, like, for the stuff... Wii U aside, because I'm going to buy that because I'm stupid, says the guy who has his fucking 3DS uh, XL sitting right next to him. Um, Bill, do you see that what Fred Myers has a pre-order system? You could have pre-ordered your DS XL. They have a pre-order XL. system? Yeah. Oh, no, I saw they have cards for, like, pre-ordering the Wii U yeah. and stuff like that. And you get The only reason cash. I did this because I was waiting to see if Amazon would let just uh, have the yeah. 3DS XL. That's the only reason I went to the store to buy this. Okay. Oh, well, I, when I went to the store to buy a 3DS XL, they also had uh, Super Mario Brothers 2. 
Uh, not real it's because Mario they don't want you to give their goddamn your goddamn money to Amazon. Yeah, they had it on sale for half price. So instead of spending forty dollars for a shitty little game, I spent twenty dollars <laughs> for a shitty little game. There you go. Because uh, I was gonna buy it to download it, so I could be like, I downloaded Nintendo's first downloadable real Mario game. Blah blah blah. But no, I just bought the cartridge version. Uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, we could talk about uh, fall releases later. Oh no, um, Assassin's Creed. Aside from Assassin's Creed and stuff coming out in the Wii U. There's nothing coming out for the Wii, but the vibe virtue of the fact that Nintendo's got a new console and interest in that. Borderlands 2, like, I was like, like I might buy Borderlands 2 because nothing else is coming out this fall that I give a shit about. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pumped about Dishonored. See, I don't even know anything. I might get more pumped if you tell me about it. And, I don't know. I stopped I talked reading about game it, like, the last sites? couple of weeks in a row. Except for Polygon. <laughs> we could talk about that a little bit. What else would happen to you this week, Bill? Uh, yeah, so I bought the 3DS XL. New Super Mario Brothers uh, 2. It's New Super Mario Brothers one. Yeah. Except now you have to collect a million coins to beat the game. Oh really? Te- no, no. Well, technically, I beat the game. I built, killed Bowser, but the whole thing is like it's just the first game. It's essentially essentially just the mission pack expansion pack. Um, except they, yeah, it's you're collecting shitload of coins, and the ultimate goal is to collect a million coins in the game. So, Bill, I have to ask you: progressing through the game normally, how many coins did you collect? Fifteen. Thousand? Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, you, you know, guess me? what happens if you get a million coins? A slightly different title screen. <laughs> but um, but but no, it's not a bad game. It's just uh, it's kind of like uh, the Japanese version of Super Mario Brothers two yeah. to the first one, the where it's just kind of like yeah. an expansion pack. Yeah, where it's like for challenging players or whatever the hell that was. Yeah, it's not bad. It's just like really lazy because yeah. in the, like back in the day, like like. Every Mario game was kind of an evolution of that formula, and these new Super Mario Brothers games, between the first one for the DS, the one for the Wii, and the one for the 3DS now, they're all the same fucking game. Except for, like, the different dynamic of the the Wii one, having you can play four people at once, and this one being like, well, now you can collect a bunch of coins. (laughs) Like, just even the music's the same. uh, You cannot say that collecting a bunch of coins is an evolution. No, it's not. It's not like it's like a little gimmick, and that's not terrible, but I'm glad I didn't pay 40 bucks for it. I spent the extra 20 I spent, uh... I, I saved uh, on Kerbal Spaceport. There you That's go. That's why how I could just. Well, then I bought also Jake's suit. Yeah. Bill bought the most terrifying Adventure Time action figure. It's the best. It is Finn <laughs> in a Jake suit, except he has super crazy abs. It's really muscular and Jake gross. suit. Oh, it's so gross. And he's got his eyeballs that kind of looks it's like vaguely, a dead fish. You ba- it basically looks like a muscly crab. Yeah, and he's got a big floofy tail. I am that is the best action figure. Point unless they have Marcelin. Stop pointing unless they have Marcelin and PB making out. Like Marcelin inside Princess Buttercup. <laughs> exactly. The only yeah. They can improve on that. Aww, I can't believe they're not going like, to let them date on the show. Of course so they're sad. not. Well, I was but, just know, watching that episode where she's singing that song to Princess Bubblegum. I actually had a really interesting conversation with our friend Brenna, a friend of the podcast. Brenna yeah. Zan. I will actually call her a friend of the podcast because she actually is a friend. I of the just podcast. call everyone friend of the podcast. Did you see that? Uses the blanket term. Did you see friend of the podcast? Bueno the bear. Uh, Pendleton Ward. He's he has started his own video game website. I know. This he's like basically because he just wants to talk to video game people. <laughs> his first update is who can I talk to who worked on Mario? And it's an animated <laughs> gif of Mario like farting or something like that. Anyway, go about Brenna. Yeah. Um, Brenna had this excellent point that Princess Bubblegum is a terrible person. Hmm. She did create Lemon Grab. <laughs> well, no. Like she was, pl- she was pointing. She was particularly talking about um, the way Princess Bogum approaches. Um, Princess Bogum um, um, forces normalcy on others. Yeah. 
because we were having this conversation. No, we talked a little bit. Yeah. She's kind of an asshole. And I'm, was like, she an asshole, or that's what she's what she's. She's the only person because we had talked a little bit about BMO in a prior podcast, and I pointed out the, that Princess Buttercup calls BMO a her, which I had taken to presume, and so had this wiki that I was looking at that um, BMO, whoever you know, BMO is whatever gender the person who is talking to BMO is. Yeah, well, yeah, you had mentioned that. But before. then it points out that BMO self identifies as a boy. And everyone oh, else calls so. Bimo boy. It's only Princess Bubblegum who insists on so calling. So it's her candy privilege. Well, and then and then with Marceline, she, and then like with Princess um, Princess Cookies. You haven't gotten this episode. No, I haven't gotten that far. I'm um, still in season three. The premise of Princess, princess Cookies <laughs> is there is a cookie voiced by Donald Faison who wants to be a princess. Oh, you too, you mentioned this. And a Princess bit, yeah. Bubblegum says you can't be princess. You're a boy. Oh, she is kind of like she's an asshole. She's a total asshole. Talk about your white privilege, Princess Bogo. Her pink privilege. That's yeah. right, her pink privilege. Her candy pink privilege. <laughs> yeah, no, she's uh, she's uh, trying to keep the status quo. Yeah. She's trying to keep everyone else down. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. no wonder Marceline just wants to kiss and punch her in the face. <laughs> exactly. Because she's beautiful, but then I'm she just represents... your problem. Yeah! Oh, that's uh, I'm just saying that that read of Princess Bubblegum's character made me a like Adventure Time even more, and b well, she's made me been... respect the show even more because everybody on that show is pretty easygoing. Everybody is pretty easygoing except for Princess Bubblegum, who's an she asshole. She does have a stick up her ass. Yeah, I wonder why Jake sees in her other than the fact that she's female. <laughs> why does he date Marceline? Because, Marceline's not because Marceline's way too old for him. Well, so no. is Princess Bubblegum too. And that's what I'm saying, but. Yeah. I just got past the part where uh, Princess Bubblegum gets reverted back to being 13. And they actually yeah. do kind of hit it off, and it's very sweet. And then she has to give it up so uh, she can kick Lemon Grab out of the kingdom. Lemon Grab is great. He just yeah. runs around screaming at people. <laughs> and it's so sad, because Lemon Grab, he tries to play... You, have you seen that episode? Yeah. And Lem, like, Lemon Grab tries to play... He, like As the episode goes on, he tries to play it off like he's cool, but he's not. And they keep on fucking with him, and he just ends up leaving at the end. So sad. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. Adventure time. <sighs> Jake has a tiny crush on Marceline. Does he? Mm-hmm. He's always blushing. At first, he kind of hates. He's the one who really hates Marceline. Well, yeah, but he comes around. Oh yeah, he wants to hate fucker. I'm just ground. saying. Anyway, man. Oh, I can see that. Well, who's who's? Oh, I've forgotten. Bimo and Neptor are a thing. We're shipping. <laughs> oh, no, they're not. And Bimo Noir. No. Oh, see, I haven't Neptor. finished that yet. I'm not like you. That's amazing. <laughs> I did not see that yet. Fucking Adventure Time. Oh, my God. Anyway, anyway so what in else other on? gaming news this week, the game that I did pick up, I beat Bioshock 2 and I started Minerva's Den, and I'm like, I am Bioshocked out at this moment. You, you did a lot of gaming this week for someone who, like, had no free time this week. So, yeah, this week I closed on my house. Yeah. And other misadventures happened. I'll talk, touch on a little bit of that in a minute. But um, I picked up um, Sleeping Dogs because everyone keeps talking about it. It is out. Everyone, all the reviews I read are like, "Hey, this game is actually really good. It's an is open world kind of Grand Theft Auto." Yes, it started as a true crime game, and they they got dropped by the publisher, Square Enix of all people. I hear for a while, Children's Television Workshop was going to pick it up and turn an Oscar Grouch game called True Grime. <laughs> Phil, I enjoyed that joke so much. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that twelve hours ago. <laughs> Waiting for you to bring it up. Anyway, no, um, uh, it's it's kind of great. It's like a, it's basically a Grand Theft Auto-y sort of game. Have you been cutting Starburst in half so you can suck tender little pieces of Starburst? Well, so I don't get a huge piece of Starburst You're, in my mouth. That's a good idea. Why not? I have a giant, oh, toenail clipper. I can do the I same. I have a giant butch knife because I'm a lesbian. Check yeah, this out. Look at that. Jesus. This is my badass Leatherman. This is my um, Leatherman Skeletool CX. It's got a knife. It's got um, a carabiner that is also a bottle opener because I'm that fucking butch. And a compass on the stock that sells. Pliers. 
It's got whatever kind of screwdriver I want, flathead or Jesus. Phillips head. Um, uh, uh, the, the director of operations at my at my wife's company gave it to her, and she gave it to me because oh. I kept looking at it going, because this is a ninety dollar knife. This is badass. It's well, the thing really is, well you deal with hardware, so you could actually yeah. use. That. Oh, I use yeah. it all the goddamn time. I use it to cut up my Starburst. <laughs> anyway, the sleeping dogs. They there is a demo on for Xbox. I call Live. it Seepy Dog. Seepy Dog. I was really oh, hoping there was it would demo. be bad, Bill, so then you could go, ah, this sleeping dog, we should let this sleeping dog lie, ah. or something like that. Come over oh, so your famous one-sentence reviews. This is the game that's all Alamo Drafthouse box art, too. It's that great, that guy who does it's the posters. It's got a great cover. Yeah. yeah, whoever did the cover, it's fucking It's the guy fantastic. who's not Ollie Moss, it's the other the guy other who guy. does those posters. It's a yeah. fucking fantastic that cover. That hipster bullshit. Um, so it's really enjoyable. I've only, I've literally played like two hours of it, if that. It's great so far. The demo is out for Xbox and PSN. Let's check that out. It's basically, if you um, have an itch for an open world game, and you've all finished playing Saints Row the Third, that I, which I know you all have. I'm lo- I love the fact that you guys eventually picked it up. Man, I'm gonna Saints get Row my the copy third off is of the best, again. is the best yeah. in the world. Anyway. Anyway, um, it scratches that itch, except instead of gun combat, there's some gunplay, it's not great. The hand-to-hand combat stuff is a lot of fun. It's oh, a lot really? of fun. And is... um, it's fascinating to play a game that is all not white people. There's one white person in the game so far. Is a protagonist not white? No. Okay, yeah. that's cool. What, what national, where does it take place? Weishin. Is it Hong Kong? It's in Hong Kong. Okay. You play, oh, so it's all like John Wu You play this guy named Weishin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This guy Weishin, who, who grew up in Hong Kong and went to San Francisco and became a cop. And now he's back and he's undercover. Oh, okay. And stuff. And it's all morally ambiguous and stuff. The story the so far is pretty great. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what's weird is I'm watching the opening credits, and um, the only um, Asian actor I, rec- I recognize was James Wong, does a voice in it. Oh, okay. Yeah, which I'm excited to hear him. Lucy Liu and Emma Stone both do voices in this game. What? Yeah. They're not, I don't see them particularly being very, like, especially Lucy Liu, I don't imagine them being really great voice actors. Well, well, Emma Stone. I could listen to Emma Stone. Well, Emma Stone's got the, the husky. Book. Jesus Christ. Oh, God. I've seen I could listen to her voice. I guess she was on David day. Letterman. And there's one part where she stands up and she looks like she's 15 feet tall and she has just legs that go all the way down to the ground. <laughs> and, like, everyone's been like, it's just her on Saturday, not Saturday Night Live, on the Letterman show. Yeah. Just, like, everyone's just jerking off. They're just she's, milking that snake. I was just going to say, Stone. had I a penis, I would also masturbate She would be so Stone. knocked up by you right Dude, now. Dude, that voice, her voice. That That's why, what, 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 she was one of my favorite things about the... Because I only saw her in uh, Zombieland. She was in really Zombieland. She was in... Um, well, Spider-Man. She was in... Yeah, she was great. She has to be in anything that rhymes with uh, land. <laughs> exactly. She was in The Booty Help, Pan. which is not very good. Paranorman. But my wife liked it. And we, when my wife watched it, we watched it together. She was in this movie called The Help that you did not see because you're not Member of a book club. Easy A. She was an Easy A. Oh, she's a slut in Easy A. Yeah, okay, she was. was. Okay. I see um, the posters. That's pretty much all I've seen her in. But I love her voice. She looks like an old like Steve Steve Ditko drawing. She like does. She's she like amazing. Those... If they don't do a reboot like... of The Rocketeer with her as the female love interest, they're dumb. A good thing that's never gonna happen. She no looks one's like gonna an, announce that. She looks like soon. a living um, Bruce Tim character. Yeah. No. Exactly. That. that yeah. That's. It's she's kind got, of amazing. She's got those like like feline. And she has that voice that actually makes my brain stop she's got kind of she's got she had colic when she was a kid so she has oh. a fucked up voice that's basically what it boils down to and i'm just she has eaten you out feel voice um i wouldn't say that she does not full of pussy juice <laughs> voice <laughs> yes, well, yeah. she gargles with pussy juice every morning pussy juice anyway pussy in, pussy summation, <laughs> in summation sleeping dogs the last thing I did before we worked this morning bubble. was I went and I bet on a cockfight in Sleeping Dogs. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. 
Yeah. But at least for a moment, you didn't say in sleeping dogs. I was like, well, oh, yeah, you really have changed. I'm just saying. Oh my god, this has been a week of change for you. I haven't played. A house. I haven't played very much of it, but sleeping dogs is pretty great so far. That's good. And what else are you gonna play? Right. That's now? what I'm saying. Nothing's out. I don't know. I still have, like I said, I still have a backlog of games. I should not be buying Analog of Hate Story and fucking Mario DSXL and Kerbal Space Program when I've got a thousand other games I should be playing. Oh, and uh, yeah, uh, 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 like I said, listener from Twitter uh, sent me Star- uh, Super Mario Sunshine and I was playing that this week. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And then, man, I, uh, oh God. Can you remember their name, Bill? Dean. Uh, I well, I also spent. <laughs> be an asshole, Bill. No, this week I spent uh, a whole week. This entire week sending out uh, Zelda map pre-orders oh, yeah. for a hundred different orders. Ooh. So my mind has just been filled with names and addresses all week. To be fair, and I will say this, whoever, whatever Dan McKinney, Dan McKinney, that's, that's what his name is. Oh, God. I just sent him a, a free poster, so, oh, that's yeah. sweet. Bill is also a sociopath who can't remember people's names. I can't. I told I'm pretty you. sure you can only remember my name. Why don't I get a show like Sherlock? You named one tit Anne and the other me, and that's the only way you can remember. Yeah, when I'm looking at you in the mirror, I call you me <laughs> Annie. <laughs> You are looking pretty today. Thank you, Bill. Speaking of which. Thank you. And your boobs are covered. I'm not even saying that because I can see clearly. <laughs> no. How are you enjoying the 3DS? No, you actually do. For someone who's like really tired, you still present a pretty I'm, nice package. I bought a house. I It was awesome. But yeah. I'm stressed out. Oh, I'll tell the other part of the story. So Wednesday, I closed my house. Very exciting. Thursday morning, it was the dramatic, like the most dramatic illustration of why it sucks to rent a house from someone else. Oh, yeah. Contractors showed up. And before I woke up, took down my front porch... <laughs> And then they woke me up taking down my back porch and rebuilding those things. Sounds like a euphemism. So I opened my wife. She hears this banging in the back that of the house. That sounds like a beginning of a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Doesn't it, gonna, He's going to have to it declare It does, war. actually. Yeah. yeah. So my wife, bless her heart, wakes up, um, <laughs> puts on a robe, is otherwise naked, <laughs> trundles out to her front door, opens it to the void of our basement, looks down at a contractor, and down there goes, oh, hi. Looking up, I'm sure, into her robe. <laughs> and she just balls him out until he puts our porch back. Because we're moving, Jesus and she's like, Christ. we have to have a porch so we can move. So yeah. this was on the contractor, not necessarily the people in your house. Oh, no. Because they just it showed up whenever they had free time. Yeah. Fault. It but was you're moving just... in a week. It was very funny. Well, no, a week like... and a half. It was just very funny. Oh, God. So... You at least need, like, a wooden ramp, ramp, because your front door is, like, a good, like, six or seven feet off the ground. Yeah. yeah. So on Thursday, they were working all day. I was planning on being home packing, but my wife and I yeah. were just way too stressed, and they were making way too much noise, and... So we went out on an adventure. We drove around all the fuck over Portland. Um, and one of the many adventures we did was we went to um, uh, one of my, the many country western farm and ranch stores that I love around town. Yeah. Because I am an idiot, and that's where I do my shopping. If you, you ever you get some of your clothes from? Yeah, I got this shirt yeah, I was gonna say, there. Yeah. My new shirt. Which makes you look so nice, like I was saying. My pants are from there. Aww. Because you go and buy clothes designed for people to work the land. Because my problem buying clothes is, A, finding things that fit, because I'm too big for most stores, and I'm too small for fat lady stores. I'm stuck in between. Unless you're designing clothes for people who work the land. Yeah. And then I can find people clothes. People with muscles and, like... Or just people who, you know, eat well, just any kind of like an entire pig for shoes. breakfast and then go work the farm. That's the kind of clothes that I apparently I wear. And also, I like them because I'm an idiot. Where but, the hell have you been getting these girly clothes, then? Because you, you, you've been girling it up a lot lately. I'm trying to find my compromises. But anyway... Oh, you found that bra place that that only does, like, farm girls and stuff <laughs> There like we go. Yeah, there you go. Tit slings for farm folk. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's, what it's that's actually not the worst thing. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Pete's tits, tit sling factory. <laughs> That's it. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> anyway, so we went. 
we went, oh no, we went looking for, anyway, we also went to a, actually a big sporting goods store. And while, I, and I, I was looking in the clothes. And here's the thing. Do you do the thing sometimes when it's really hot, you just lift your boobs up in front of the fan? <laughs> I'm not going to answer that. Sometimes you just want to dry out there. I'm not going to answer that I question that on the grounds that it might incriminate me, Bill. <laughs> anyway. I'm sorry, we've all done it. We've all done it. Anyway, all ahead. of us with flaps. Yeah, <laughs> I've got flaps, you know. At least yours are functional. I don't even have that excuse. So, I, um, God. I love to go to these stores, A, because I actually do genuinely buy clothes there, and B, I yeah. fu- it's the most fucking hilarious. in the middle of nowhere? Well, they're out in the boons. Okay, yeah, which makes sense. Well, that's the thing. Once you get outside, people don't know this in Portland, but once you get outside of the city limits, it gets into farmland pretty quickly. Portland is known for being a reasonably metropolitan city and known for liberal arts. Which it you is. You drive literally a hundred blocks in any given direction, you're you're in simple farm folk town. And yeah. I love them. That's one of the things I love about Portland. Yeah. I hate to say, not simple. Simple's the wrong word, but you're no, in but farm folk town. No, but for someone from Texas, you like, yeah. It, which totally makes me feel more comfortable. Anyway, I go out to this Western store and I fucking love these places because I can't make too much fun of them because I do my shopping there. Yeah. But this is the most ridiculous clothing you'll ever see in your life. Was it like head fringes? Bedazzled. Yeah, okay, yeah. You know, bejeweled, like ridiculous screen prints. My favorite thing I saw there, the and I almost bought it. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> my favorite was a t-shirt that um, had a, uh, a camo print on the front with a picture of a female hunter and a male hunter, and it said, your deer blind or mine. <laughs> I almost bought it. <laughs> so, um, they had a hoodie that was had shitty stitching on it to make it look like a western shirt, and then bedazzled on the it was hood. Like big chunky, like the stitching. Yeah, well, it's like stitching, like you know, where it's like, I was gonna say it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. I almost bought it, so they had bedazzled, bejeweled shit all Once over. Once you moved it. into your new home, and you need to fill, like, get new stuff to fill out your closet. That's there we when you go. Start Bill. Up on that stuff. There we go. That's all. We went also when we went to the sporting goods store. I'm looking in the clothes, and again, I feel like I can't make fun of anything because I am looking at clothes here to buy and wear. But there was this dude. Who had camo pants and like hunting ca- hunting camo? Yeah, hunting camo pants, hunting camo sh- t-shirt, hunting camo cap. He's about your shape, big um, combat boots, and he's. So it he was funny, like a Totoro. He's then. standing there in front of all the camo clothing that they sell, blending. In. <laughs> and he's just standing there looking, and I a just, I just walked man. by him, and I was just like, I'm like, I'm laughing in my head, and like, sir, you have to move. Someone's gonna walk into you, but apparently he fully Aww. heard him say, "They've got everything here," <laughs> and I can't Aww. make fun of these people because I am also there no, to shop there for clothes. Some kind of like ironic anthropological no. mission. No, no, you're there to buy shit. They are. Yeah, because Carhartt you're just not gonna clothes. use it on the farm, like when you're no. like or out hunting. When they're I done. feel like a douchebag because I can't make fun of anything. Did you ever go out hunting? I have been hunting. I what did you kill? I have known people who have died hunting, and I don't want to go hunting. Okay. I have had friends who... I have one friend who You've already lost... caught yourself a muddy buck in fooling. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's my official appraisal uh, of the situation. No, I had a friend whose father stepped into a sinkhole and died. I know. So, if you're going to die in a hunting accident, that's pretty... What? Intense. And that, Did he just, like, break his neck falling think... into the sinkhole? He he drowned immediately. It was like quicksand. Oh, that kind of thing. Yeah. Oh. He died immediately. Did you get his the dog was walking by with him. That sounds actually His dog go. was standing one foot away. Fine. Did you hear about the thing in New York today? Crazy. No, what happened in New York? 
Is it gonna bring me down? Did I just have to talk? No, about no. It? It's not like it's. Well, it is kind of a tragedy, but it's more of a wacky tragedy. I love this. This was not nearly as much news uh, on my Twitter feed today as much as Apple winning a lawsuit against Samsung for copyright infringement. Oh, did they Pat, win it? They won. They got over a billion dollars from Samsung. Are you kidding me? They butt fucked the shit out of Samsung today. Oh. But that was the big news. No, uh, I guess some gunman uh, opened. He killed a construction worker. They originally made they made it sound like this guy was shooting willy nilly at everyone. I don't know if that's true, but he did kill one guy. Turns out by the end of the morning, uh, ten people had been shot. What? Guess who who hurt the other nine people? The cops. I guess the cops. In Are trying you to, kidding me? In trying to shoot this guy, it sounds like this guy only fired one shot to kill this construction worker, and the cops in trying to take this guy down shot nine other people accidentally. Are you fucking still? Kidding the only me? two people that died were the guy, the construction worker, this this the shooter killed, and the shooter himself. When the cops mowed him down, I have not. I have intentionally not gone. I'm tired of shooting news that I don't even hear this shit, so I have not been looking for details. Turns Jesus out yesterday, Christ. just yesterday, uh, The Onion posted a you know one of their fake articles. Uh, yeah. Article headline is, Nation celebrates a whole week without a, uh, without a mass shooting. Yeah. That was posted yesterday. They updated this today just saying, well, so much for that. No, I think they updated Nevermind. Or something like that. Yeah, Nevermind. <laughs> Update, like, Nevermind. Fucking... Jesus I, Christ. This I was fucking mine! This is what you get when... Uh, <sighs> Politicians are whipping all the crazy people up into a like a hate filled social. You know it's really frenzy. really important. And there's no health care shit you know, for anybody. It's really Mental really healthcare. important. Um, making sure women are responsible for pregnancy during rape. You know it's not important. No. Gun control us. No, 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 no. I'm just saying. I am not a. a and then I guess uh, this is not. This should not. It should not ever become a political podcast. We should change the subject abruptly because this is tough. I am not a big gun control nut. Yeah, it's just it's scary. <laughs> not with you laughing, you jackass. Uh, shit's just scary it's a scary world we live in uh romney hey romney today said no we're was, not gonna talk about any political he bullshit was born in america unlike brown people oh my god something he did I don't say think, the most bullshit what, thing. I, I can't get wrapped up in a political fury because i don't pay attention enough to like actually justify me going oh i can't believe someone said blah 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 unless it is just like i do like that the obama camp's shit. response was the fact that he is thrown in with birthers says a lot about this young man yeah like I didn't burn. realize he was a Mormon. That is, we've we've had this conversation on the podcast. Is he Mormon or am I wrong? We're no, talking he about the is. Same that was the whole thing that when the when the when they were running up for who was going to be the Republican nominee for president, they're like, no one. It can it can't be Romney because he's a Mormon. He does look like the president in RoboCop. <laughs> he does look. Like, I, think he like joke. Joke. I think you made that joke last he week. Does though. So. Oh God! Uh, what else happened this week that does not involve? Uh, I went and saw Paranorman. Now that go. Paranorman's really fucking cute. Were you the only people cute. in the theater? Sadly, pretty much. We went uh, Tuesday that's night. That's what We went Tuesday night. It was me and my wife. And then a mom and her nine-year-old daughter. Aww. Who had the most fucking fun. If I can, if it is at all possible to control the nature of the universe, go to see Paranorman. Go see it in tomorrow theater. morning, Saturday morning, yeah. Go see it in the theater where you're going to have kids there. Because I had, I, it was a fun movie and I had a great time. I enjoyed it so much more than Coraline. Well, this, come, this podcast uh, is coming out this weekend. If this movie keeps on doing that badly, sounds like this may be the best weekend to go see it. Go see it with kids. I That was so funny. Yeah. The way that, the I'm... jokes that kid laughed at and then the best part was Foley and I would bust up at jokes and then the kid would turn to her, his, her mom and go wow it's funny wow it's funny you're the second person I know who's gone to see it and had a really fun experience with kids in the theater and then yeah. Kate Beaton had a comic about how she went to yeah. go see it and there was a little kid like flipping out about like Norman doing like uh, bike tricks and shit yeah. that sounds fantastic it was awesome and afterwards I actually 
like as they were walking out, I was like, "Hey, it was a lot of fun watching the movie with you." Yeah, the we stopped to talk about it. Oh yeah, yeah. it was awesome. So, uh, is it better than Coraline? Yeah, because I know it's doing worse than Coraline. I had to fixate Which on the shame. money it's making, but it's a big deal. It's Leica. It's an anime. Portland's big animation studio. It's a shame that it didn't do very well because Coraline wasn't really their film. It was goddamn it was, what's his butts. Film. Well, it was Henry Selick's, and it also had the name of Neil Gaiman stamped all over it too. Yeah. At the same time, this, this is, is their this is all first... Leica all the time. Yeah, and I enjoyed it a lot more than Coraline. I thought it was That's a lot of fun. That's what I keep on hearing from people. Yeah, I will say that I've had time to go see it myself. But Norman yeah. is the least interesting character in the whole movie, but all the other characters are great it's goddamn beautiful they did um for the faces i don't know if you've seen any of the features they did 3d printing for the faces not even molding or sculpting well they did they did everything like the bodies and everything in the upper half of the well, faces face are... replacement has been a big thing in, in stop motion for a while that's what they did in Coraline. well they, they... Now, one of the guys in uh, work i know who works in the cgi department one of his things is developing the software that takes away the seams from yeah the replacement faces yeah, yeah. well that's because they what they did was they did they they rendered everything in 3d first and then they did they did 3D oh that's printing. what it was i think they did like a like a rough version of that on Coraline too they, they essentially animated everything in like a cgi yeah. movie in terms of the face acting and then yeah, yeah exactly and so there it's were like crazy. there were whole sculpts of faces that only appear for one frame in one shot yeah. because it was so specific to it's that one crazy. scene. Well, you can even tell like in the trailers, there's a shot where uh, Norman he's brushing his teeth mm-hmm. and like he's making yeah. faces, which would only work if you just sculpted those specific yeah. faces. Unless you did clockwork faces like they did for I guess what's the Corpse Bride thing? Yeah, which that didn't have facial replacement but had like faces that had like parts that moved. Well, like, like the goddamn Tim- Frankenweenie. Yeah, is we'll that the talk same about thing? that in a fucking second. So poor. No. Damn, I have strong feelings in Frankenweenie. Why you like the first one so much? I actually did. No, it was good. I love Frankenweenie. The short I saw that when I was a kid, yeah. and I thought that was everything that was great about loving something and making something like but it. This one's got also, racist Godzilla. Jokes. It has. Oh my god, I felt terrible being in the theater watching it. It was so dramatic to see the trailer for Frankenweenie and then watch Paranorman. Because Frank, well, the artist like a yeah. is whatever, and like the design, the, the design of of fucking Frankenweenie is so it's unappealing. The same thing, just a little oh, bit. It's like, gross. It's Tim Burton doing Tim, what Tim Burton does again for the upteenth bazillion. Frankenweenie was a great short. Yeah, it can't be a movie. Ugh. Did you see my favorite line in Frankenweenie, the original Raymond Franken movie? I love the character, the fat lady. Just, my Raymond, he tried to eat my Raymond. <laughs> I is that that had, like Shelley Duvall in it or something like that? I think so. Yeah. Yes, it does. Yeah, she plays the mom. Yeah. But anyway, no. Paranorman, really good time. I enjoyed it so much. It was beautiful. The story was a lot of fun. I'll have to check that out. Man, I don't know why they didn't put that out at Halloween. Yeah, it's weird. Because it's weird to be a late dog. So they would have had to wait. It was a month and it would have been perfect timing. Yeah. Well, I guess there's the fucking CGI Gendy Tartakovsky Hotel Transylvania movie There was a trailer out. for that, and too. That could be funny. I yeah, don't it know. could be. That's Gendy Tartakovsky. I like him. Yeah. But it's also Adam Sandler's Dracula. Yeah, exactly. I know, it's like, that yeah. Is, it's like, <laughs> you give, you take. It uh, looks very handsome. What else happened this week? Anything else? Um, you moved. Yeah, I played Super Mario Sunshine. That is a very cute game. I forgot that game starts off with Mario being put in jail and sentenced to community service. Are you kidding me? Have you ever played that game? No. Uh, he goes on, he goes on vacation to an island uh, tropical paradise where there's a shadow Mario who's like inseminating, squirting his semen of Weird paint goo all over the island, and you have, and because it's a Shadow Mario, everyone thinks it's the real Mario. Of course, it up. turns out no, it's you know Bowser Magic or some shit like yeah. that. Yeah, uh, they created the the Shadow Mario. So Mario shows up, he's like, "I'm in, I'm on vacation with a ravioli," and they're like, "Get get the fuck out of here, cleaning shit up with our little spray gun." That's that's hilarious. But no, you know what? He doesn't even say that because, like, man, watching like <sighs> the CGI movie that begins, yeah. 
this is Nintendo 10 years ago yeah. when they were still reticent about doing any voice acting. Oh, yeah. There are scenes where Mario is, like, talking to people and nothing comes out of his mouth because they didn't want to, like, give him any more, like, of, like any more uh, voice than they already had behind yeah. him. Just going, Tortellini! Or whatever the hell he says when yeah. he's jumping around and shit like that. And it is fucking terrible. This is just the opening, like, CGI stuff. The game itself, I think it's... I love uh, the atmosphere of that game is great because you're in a sunny tropical island there's like little like wannabe um who's the who's the uh, uh bounty hunter from star wars who's a guitarist Django reinhardt <laughs> that's how i keep on remember his name these days because <laughs> i got that like little like guitar music and stuff it's like you know, really got a really happy fun little game and stuff like that and it's the one mario game where it takes place in one location you're not like shooting off to like a snow level you're like you stay on the island there's like an amu- oh, really? amusement park stage that takes place on the island you never leave and, like, there's one thing that where you're, like, uh, running around the hotel on the island, and there's another part where you're, like, at the dock on the island. It's kind of interesting that way. But it's also a 10-year-old game. But I'm glad, yeah, I'm glad uh, our friend of the podcast sent it to us. I'm having a good time playing it. Thank you, friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast. That Bill can barely remember your name. DM. That's all I remember <laughs> his initials are. Dan McKinney, I believe. <laughs> God, it's been a long week. Well, it's it hasn't been as long week for me as it has been for you, but I am kind of, like, it's all too. good. But no, DSi XL. That's else? really it. What I else? bought the DSi XL. It's uh, no, not DSi. The 3DS XL. Did you ever play my DSi XL? It's yeah. the big thing. Here, I don't know if you want to check it out. Uh, it's just a giant 3DS. That's really, um, man. It's great. Like I got the red. Uh, the only reason yeah. I got red is because that's Virtual Boy colors. Because I wanted to be a sarcastic Aww. asshole. Um, the thing is on the side there. Oh, um, man. but yeah, no, the bigger screen is really nice because the screen area is kind of roughly what you'd see on an iPhone. Sure. Which doesn't sound like it's that big, but compared to like the original 3 ds bigger than an post- iPhone. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but compared to like the original 3DS's, 3DS's postage sized, uh, screen, it's like really nice and the 3D effect is actually a little bit more. Yeah, it's a little less grating. However, having said that, it's still giving me a goddamn headache. I could turn it off though. Oh, yeah. oh and this is nice too, because when you turn it off, there's no light. Like, yeah. next to the screen telling you whether or not the 3D is on or off, That's which nice. is kind of stupid and weird. And also, uh, New Super Mario Brothers Wii, what the hell is this? New Super Mario Brothers 2 is the first 3DS game that I've seen that actually... Uh, it changes how the background is rendered depending on whether or not the 3D is actually on. Oh, that's a good the point. elements get fuzzier if you have 3D on. Like, yeah. it, it's not just because, like, perspective or anything like that. It's actually, like, the game changes how, like, the, the, the graphics are rendered and sharper when you turn the 3D off. Huh. Which is kind of, like, that's an interesting, interesting effect. yeah. But yeah, no, the 3DS, it's 200 bucks though, which, like, for an extra 50 yeah, bucks, man. you can get a Vita. Yeah. Or, yeah. like, what's the cheapest, like, iPhone or iPod Touch? Isn't it, like, man, like 200 you can get, 250 You can get an iPhone somewhere right now, I think, like, Best Buy, if you commit so, to a two-year plan for 40 bucks. But, you know what's nice, though? If you're the 3DS ambassador, then NES games on here, they'll actually look really nice on the bigger screen. They look a lot better than they did on the old Billy 3DS. Killed Mario. I'm a Mario murderer. I only have a... Well, that's a nice thing, because this game is all about collecting coins. Yeah. They still have the thing where you get a free life for every 100 coins you get. Oh, But that's then you're nice. collecting, like, 3,000 coins per stage. You have 17,000 coins. You have to get a fucking million coins. Yeah! Imagine how many... Did I've, I've beaten the game. Imagine how many... How many times uh, is it? Is that you have to beat it 100 times over? Whoa. What's the math there? A that's thousand about, times over? Yeah. Just fuck that. 100 times. Because, like, it took me, like, three hours to beat the game... You spent 300, 300 hours just playing the same Mario stages over and over again. Your mode would be fucking crazy. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> it's a me, 
put me down. <laughs> Get some exercise. <laughs> Let me go outside. Go kiss your girlfriend. I love you, but uh, maybe go have uh, some fruit. <laughs> Leave me alone. I collect all the coins I can. Oh, that's one of the funny jokes I saw today was uh, when it was announced that Apple got a uh, billion dollars from Samsung. Yeah. Said, oh, they like, almost collected all the coins. They Now they can win Super Mario Brothers 2 because I almost got a million coins. Remember. That's a joke from the internet. Is there anything else? There's really Would you want to talk about Super 8 or Free? Breaking fucking bad? Oh, Super 8. Did, did you see Super 8? No. It's on Netflix Instant if you want Why to check it I out. Why would I watch Super 8? It's really 8. nice for the first half <laughs> until the girl gets kidnapped. Watch it up until that point. Okay. Girl uh, gets kidnapped by the monster. It's really cute. The main kid, Joe, he looks like a little teddy bear. Yeah. And his girlfriend, she looked like an alien. He's got a fat friend who likes to make movies. I can empathize with that. <laughs> and there's a pyromaniac kid with braces. He is hilarious. No, you should definitely... Ch- I think you and Foley would enjoy it. It's just the monster's fucking bugs... Fucking stupid. Yeah. Man, I won't spoil it in some chance you might watch it, but everyone agrees the ending of the movie is retarded. Any movie that is that universally reviled? No, it's just the end of it. Everyone loves the first, like, half of the movie. It's the second half that everyone hates. I have enough... It's on Netflix instant streaming. I have enough flawed things that I love. It's pretty... You know what? Anytime we're watching anything, any TV this week, we're watching goddamn Shark Week. Any, it features, it stars a 10-year-old boy and is full of 70s nostalgia. What is, That's super relevant Exactly. To I am Breaking Bad. Oh, why didn't you write Breaking Bad? Because I can't talk about it because you don't watch it. Supposedly one of the ladies from Lip Service is on it. Really? Yeah. Now I have to look it up. She played... It's not going to be my favorite one, so I don't she care. She played the girlfriend who left in, like, the second season Oh, fuck her. Also, her character in Breaking Bad's a bitch, too. She, in on lip service, she gets abruptly hit by a car, and I have never been so happy to have a character so transparently ripped out of a show. Uh, everyone's favorite character on the show right now uh, says, of this lady, uh, if there's ever a woman who deserves to die, it is this woman. <laughs> you know, it's true Everyone lip service, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So even Breaking Bad agrees with you. No, Breaking Bad just had this last episode. Uh, there's a thing with a kid, and it's fucked up, and it's... Man, Breaking Bad is is pound for pound right now. Yeah. One of the best shows ever made. They, they still have, like, uh, about six or seven episodes left before the whole series wraps up next year. Yeah. There's a couple episodes left in this half of the season that will be airing this year. Uh, but, man, that show is fucking tits. Like, I can't talk about what's spoiling. I don't even know why I wrote this down, but it's... Uh, I don't sa- this it. episode was actually super sad, but it's not like anyone dies. Someone <laughs> had died. It's kind of sad and fucked up. But uh, and acting is good. I can't even. Uh, whatever. Breaking Bad. Thumbs up. Yes. I'm like I should save any kind of Breaking Bad freaking out from when the, like this this half of the season ends in two weeks. I'm just and happy then I that... can encode flip out. Then I'm just happy that there is a um, X Files alumni who's doing pretty good. Oh, that Vince Gilligan guy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad he's doing. I didn't okay. realize that he got his start in X Files. Yeah, yeah. Did he work I'm on? More... Did he work on the terrible? Um, I guess show spinoff the... with the Lone Gunman. Yeah, I'm more curious to actually watch some X Files now, knowing that Vince Gilligan was a big Ooh, part of that X-Files. show. When X Files one is good, was really fucking good. I think he was like directly responsible for some of the best episodes in that show. Yeah, this guy's a really good writer. The good thing about X Files is that if you just commit yourself to watching all the good episodes of the X Files, you're only going to watch ten episodes. <laughs> Which that's yeah, that that's fine with me because I'm not. If I ever watch X Files, I'm not going to watch all fucking. 12 seasons how long did that show was on the air for I think it was 7 seasons with Mulder and Scully and then 1 season with the new team which had some Scully oh I thought oh they got rid of Scully too Scully was she there the reason everyone was still watching because everyone had a boner for her well Scully was Who's there Who's hotter Emma Stone or Scully They're... what if they can make out and come to your bedroom like, I, here's uh, my counter argument 
Emma Stone is an earlier evolved Pokemon of Jillian Anderson. Do you think so? Yeah. Does Jillian Anderson she have a sexy voice? I, I know she say... talks like she's got an overbite. Well, no, what's really funny Order. is that she moved to England and kind of like Madonna, she oh, got an no! English accent. This is after the X-Files? Yeah. Oh, there was no. a period where she lived in England and she totally picked up the British accent. I did that while watching the London Olympics. <laughs> That's right. I've watched so I much can't make too much fun because I think she actually grew up sometime in England and when you're when you're oh, well, you're when you grow me. up with an accent, when you're around the accent, you revert. Like, I'm the same way when I talk to Texans for more than two minutes. I totally slipped I into a twang. I, I, was, I was born and raised in El Paso until El Paso is El Paso also. Is Racist. I, <laughs> I, I can speak say... Spanish. Oh, God, I just spit all over my face. <laughs> I got so mad. Espanol! <laughs> I hey, can order free holes like hey, no Bill. one's business. Hey, Bill, you want to take a break and come back and talk about the Geek Let's Week Let's do this. Interview? I'm going to stop playing with my Starburst. <laughs> Now let me see if I have heard you right You'd like to go tomorrow and return tomorrow night You should have gone tomorrow, yesterday and back today For the train that goes tomorrow is a mile upon its way If you had gone tomorrow, yesterday, now don't you see You could have gone tomorrow and returned today at three For the train today, tomorrow, if the schedule is right Today it gets tomorrow and returns tomorrow night Said I, I'd like to go tomorrow, so can I go? Today. Have you ever used that? I have never shat in a hole in the ground, no, Bill. Yay! I've seen those. I've gone to places where they've had that. You know what? I will hold it until I get home. <laughs> I did. Yeah. That's my fascinating story. I did not poop my pants. <laughs> hey, everybody. I don't know. As, as a normal person, you get to a fat guy. I don't want to follow my own poop. Well, it is It is technically the healthy. Your body is designed to shit I know, but then I have prolapse colon and the picture shows up on Reddit. <laughs> that is the last thing I need. <laughs> ladies too because when you do that like your shit flies apart i don't want to know <sighs> so that's what i've heard because like naturally your body kind of pulls everything apart well when you squat that's yeah! squatting is the way your body god damn it why are we talking about that? Yeah, no, but it's hey everybody it's the boy it pulls apart the where we talk the great about show. <laughs> we talk about the body i'm the body still freaked out by the fact that ladies mode. have to pee through uh hamburger meat. <laughs> Jesus Christ! That's what I'm saying! Bill, let's talk about the Geek Week interview. I'm just, I've done no. experiments Bill, with Bill, the hamburger Bill, of a Bill, squirt Bill, gun. Bill, 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 Hey, Jerry Nelson passed away. <laughs> what do you think about Jerry Nelson? So he was he was a Muppeteer. He did Emmett Otter, The Count, Robin, Lou Zealand, and Sergeant Floyd Pepper. Yeah. It was so sad. He was at visiting the New York Trade Center, or visiting the New York Empire State Building, and he went crazy, started shooting people. I really enjoy this joke of yours, though. <laughs> no, Jerry Nelson. I no one knows how he died. I'm assuming it's because he got old. I was gonna say it's. A, he died of old. He's an older man. He died of. Tick, things happen. Bill, please. Yeah, I am only joking about this because I am actually very sad about Jerry Nelson dying. Ah, yeah, he was probably my favorite living Muppet performer still left. Yeah. He's. I. I think he's the biggest Muppet head honcho next to Frank Oz still alive. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he did. Man, Emmett Otter just Jug Band Christmas. Like that's one of my seminal things growing up. And the yeah. fact that like Emmett is dead, I don't even know if yeah. his his mom is dead because she wasn't a Muppet. She was an actual singer lady. She wasn't a Muppeteer. Frank Oz actually performed the Emmett Otter's mom. I was gonna and say, and they brought in like a professional singing lady just to do the voice. But yeah, he like I said, yeah, he did the County, he did Robin, New Zealand is New Zealand. officially my favorite Muppet of all time. Yeah, because he has boomerang fish and also yeah. his name that is the stupidest name yeah, ever. Yeah, it's a New great Zealand. Dumb pun. 
And yeah, Sergeant Floyd Pepper, you know, he's the pink guy in the band who yeah. plays. Did he just play guitar? I think so. He was a holy man. Yeah, man. Yeah, he was like the super hippie guy. Yeah, he was hilarious. But yeah, he died on uh, just yesterday on Thursday. That sucks. Yeah. There's not that many Muppet people left. Frank Oz is kind of the big head honcho. Yeah. Shit. Shit is right. He is going to live forever, though. He's going to live all of us. That's right. Oh, God, Making yeah. In-N-Out sequels. Did he make In-N-Out? I think so. Is that what they based the hamburger chain off of? No, it's not called Have you ever been into an In-N-Out? Have you ever been in a hole in the ground in In-N-Out? Tony Scott. Speaking people who passed, Tony Scott committed suicide this last week. Talk about this, because I know how much you love to talk about suicide. Well, this is interesting, because originally everyone thought it was because he was depressed. And then the... the thing came out that he had thrown himself off the bridge after getting a uh, diagnosis for inoperable brain cancer. Yeah. And then people were like, his family was like, no, he did not get that diagnosis. So I'm wondering if maybe he got diagnosed with brain cancer and he just didn't want to get operated on or something happened. Like maybe like the cancer diagnosis was there some truth to that, but maybe it wasn't inoperable. But maybe he was depressed. I don't know. You jump off a bridge. Jump off a fucking You're... bridge. Yeah. Supposedly he's like nice. everyone said he was like really determined. Like he just went up there and just fucking. Yeah. That's a way to go, though. It's a quick death. Got Dude, don't. What? It is a terrible way to die. I'm not saying people should do it! <laughs> Tony Scott died a better uh, way than most of us are going to die. Uh, Heart disease. Cancer. Pooping yourself to death. Let's stop talking about things that people I know have died from. Can we do that, please? I've di- I almost died twice watching oh, too many Tony Scott movies. Do you know, he made True Romance. Everyone, he like, did. is flipping out because he made Top Gun. Fuck Top Gun. True Romance is a good movie. It's racist. Have you ever seen True, uh, True Romance? Yes. It is my uh, my antique dealer back in Texas that I work for. It's her number one favorite movie. Everybody who says True Romance taught me the meaning of love. I've heard a lot of people say this. No, I swear to God. <laughs> she wow. says, She calls it her favorite romantic movie. It is kind her of romantic love and story. It is. I think it is, it, that is like a litmus test. You know you're talking to a very particular kind of per, human those, being. Yeah, there's two couples you, go to hell and back for each other in that <laughs> they movie. They do. But that's kind of like a weird, Jesus yeah. Jesus Christ, man. That's not, I can, no, yeah, true romance is good. I'm not going to knock people for that. Oh, man. So Diablo 3 director Jay Wilson. Um, so re- the creator, one of the creators of Diablo came out and with all these criticisms of Diablo 3. They basically boiled down to, I would have done it different. Yeah. Diablo 3, to be fair... In the on on Facebook, you know, to his peers. Oh yeah, this was not like in a public interview or anything. No, his says, response was just saying "fuck that loser." Yeah, which frankly, in the context of your friends, I don't know if you saw this, but I was reading someone at Leica um, posted a review. The Mercury shat on Paranorman, which basically boiled down to this story's been told before, so fuck it. Which is a late. It just whatever, dude. You walked in that movie not wanting to like it. Yeah. And it was great to see all these comments are basically all the like dudes just going, fuck that guy. <laughs> like, literally. <laughs> was this, like, on the, on the Paranorman, like, Facebook page? Oh, no. It was someone who worked on at Leica. But it was just kind of funny. It's like, that is what, that is literally what, guess what? When you're talking to your bros and someone shits on that's you, what, that's But this guy did not, like, people, fo- like, strangers were following him I know, this is the problem. That was like the, that. you know what? Facebook is not I private, guess, I guess Diablo 3 is considered a failure by a lot of people. Like, I guess, like, the design people... of the game is fucked up. I played it and I liked it, but then again, I've never been back to play it. And I it guess... was more successful than Diablo Two. Yeah, it sold, well, it sold more a copies. Shitload of copies. Yeah. but I mean, eh. yeah. I mean, people are people are mad at it. There's not Diablo Two. No one can see, but Bill is flipping off. Hey, don't give us a shit either <laughs> way. I just like the idea that someone said "fuck that loser." And <laughs> then, then he had a big apology. He had to apologize. Like, I value everyone's opinions. <laughs> no, I have never shat on a hole. 
In and in out Everybody, this Next is, to Tony Scott. This, oh, Bill. Mad Max Fury <laughs> Road costumes and concept arts were leaked. Oh. Guess what? It looks like a Mad Max movie, and I could not be more excited That's, about it. Go to Anna Cole and just type in Mad Max, and then just kill yourself because you'll never find anything because their search machine is fucked <laughs> so Just imagine what another Mad Max would look like if it looked like a Mad Max movie. You know That's what, what all Polygon has to do to make a website <laughs> better than any other website in the world? Have a search <laughs> engine where you can actually yes, search that's for their content. Turn the whole uh, gaming journalism industry on fear. This is true of literally any website. Any website you go to has a terrible search and internal search engine. I don't know why it's so use broken. Use Google. Well, just use a Google to like plug it. I don't understand what it is. Like every time I go to look for something in Slash Film, where I'm like, "Hey, Foley, I'm going to tell you about this thing I read about a week ago." Oh, yeah. I may as well just shoot Should myself. Should we mention the Google Polygon thing? Just like Do you that, go to that. That's now? kind of the talk. Is, did I even write that down? You may not have. Every, so Polygon is a new gaming news site that is in development from... Polygon is a non-existent... It, is not, it does not exist yet. Technically does true. not actually exist. They've spent the last couple of months working on developing it. And they're very excited. Now. They're really excited about it. And um, they have come out with a documentary exploring the development of their new website. Yeah, no, these guys are... They're, they're, they're uh, bits and pieces of Joystick, Kotaku. It's kind of like a Frankensteining of all these other great... Uh, uh, yeah, gaming blogs. And the idea of it is kind of great. They're going to get to build this website from the ground up. So yeah. everything, like all the code on the back end, will be supporting this, like the way they present information. Yeah. Which is a, it's an interesting idea. But yeah, they are, they have a, co- a documentary coming out that's called Reset Play, Press Reset that's about the development of their website. And everybody flipped a series of biscuits about this. Well, it doesn't help that they keep on talking about how they're going to revolutionize all of, like, gaming journalism with this one website. What's funny is that there's nothing to back that up. Everybody keeps picking on these guys. They've kind of set themselves up for it, though. I don't think it's justified how much people are picking on them. But, like, did you see the first teaser trailer? I watched them both. Have you ever seen any video by any corporation about what they're doing? I feel bad too because this any of this them. was this video was not this the, like was not the 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 Polygon guys' idea. It was the business team at Vox Media, which is the big like media conglomerate, which is with yeah, which Polygon's going to be a part of. Yeah. Uh, with uh, working conjunction with um, Microsoft Internet Explorer shit. Just it's kind of like going to be a commercial kind of for you know well they're 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 funding. This documentary. And supposedly it was the business half of the organization that came to the writers saying, hey, we're going to do a documentary about you guys. And supposedly even the uh, the writers were like, okay, that's interesting and let's do it. But like, it's like, they, they, they should probably not have really mentioned this documentary until after the site was up. So at least you can kind of do this thing where who, it's like, who cares sees... about the development of the site once it's live? The whole point is it's going to drive it. The idea is that it drives excitement about the site and allows them a way to in- present information about the site. I don't. I still understand what's going to be so. Then great don't about the site. watch it. Jesus just, Christ! That's what I'm conf- That's what I'm confounded B, by. Watch that, it like, and find out what they're doing. That's the whole point of it. This is like how everyone's expectations get blown out of proportion when, like, there's a video game sequel, like a countdown site that comes well, up. See, this is what cracks me up. Expectations you, get all blown out of whack. Have you not watched every single behind the scenes and development video for every single video game that's come out for the last four years? Yeah. Where it's all just dudes talking about gravitas about what they're doing because what are you gonna do? Uh, I'm coming out with some shitty thing. <laughs> You're not gonna like it. <laughs> you know what are you gonna do? No, but it's just like I cannot believe how much everybody pounced on these guys. I feel bad because I like these guys, especially Justin Mathurin. I can't believe you are shit-talking them on Twitter, too, dude. It was... I could tell that was you holding back, but that was still you shit-talking them. You were kicking a, a, a puppy. I was trying to be constructive. And then I watched it again, and I'm like, what the hell does Arthur Geese 
getting a tattoo in a moody lit Bay Area loft have to do with fucking games journalism? It's about the people behind the scenes. But it always just came across as so, like, so much like. Then don't eh. watch it and move on in your life. Those, th- those three. I minutes, like these guys and I so... care about these guys, and these guys are just shooting themselves in the foot. I do not think I don't know what video y'all saw that I mean everyone I, else saw something obviously bad because the internet is more or less in agreement that like at least that was a very silly looking. I really liked teaser. all the response like some the, I was, you know the extended to you know the, the actual second one where there's actually more talking about what they're doing that yeah. was better whereas it's Chris Grant and kind of a mustache guy yeah. they're both cool that was actually fine they should have actually had that but the first one where it's mostly like people staring off out of di- windows to like haunting music. And like the where it's 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 like it was more like a Chappelle show sketch than it was like what the hell is so important about this website are they building? Is it going to like kill bad people who comment and say bad things on the site? Is that you the guys are all too funny. And my favorite response was someone had said, um, "Really, are there no other problems in games that everyone has <laughs> to shit exactly. on these guys?" This is the final frontier of games uh, of, of gaming. Man, problems. poor Polygon. But I don't. But I'm on their like, side. As someone sh- who has been involved with the the self-aggrandizing corporate video side yeah. of things, I'm just saying you have approached it with a certain kind of gravitas. I don't what's be so special about the site that is going to be other than the talent because they do have a great talent pool. But if like I don't see what they could be doing other than just like review news and reviews. Most most and gaming websites features. are terrible. They're all terrible. But this is the other thing too is like more like gaming websites are becoming like more that like I know more more now than ever. People are just getting their news off of like fucking Twitter and NeoGAF. You can argue gaming that destination are portals less... are becoming obsolete. Yeah, and so these guys have to be doing just to even keep up with Kotaku or like uh, to, to to do better than Kotaku Joystick and all these or like even Penny Arcade Report. You have to be really really bring something brand new to the table. I don't know what it is, and they, they refuse to say what, what, what... Because they're not done yet, Bill. You'll see it when it's done, and that's literally what this video is, is a way to explain these things. They just haven't come out yet. I don't know. It sounds more like marketing than, like, explaining. Yes! Of course it's marketing, Bill. It's a product that they want to sell no, you. No, working for an explorer, man. I don't know. We'll see. For a browser that you use to look at this information? Why would that be relevant? It could be worse. It could be Bing. (laughs) It could be Bing. I'm just saying that websites, most of the websites that gaming news are presented on are terrible. They're all all terrible. 1UP is awful. I love Rock, Paper, Shotgun. I barely know what's happening. Actually, 1UP's gotten better because they've completely stopped trying to compete with the big guys, and now it's just almost entirely just retro uh, news and... Not even retro news. Maybe it's just like, that I stopped visiting. Well, exactly. Things the, are like so they've like Jerry Parish. Well, now they're like one up's been stripped down. To, it's like it's Jerry Parish three and dudes. three other guys. Yeah. And so all they do is kind of like uh, write about retro stuff, which is okay. fine because uh, they've like he's uh, guaranteed that like their site is going to be less redundant. Yeah. With because it's it's run by was it IGN now? Yeah. And so at least they're doing very something very specific that not a lot of other big sites are doing by yeah. talking about this very specifically retro stuff, but. Uh, I would argue that there is a place for a well-designed, savvily presented... No, there presented... is. I would love to see Polygon... I hope Polygon rise up and becomes everyone's new default. Oh, hey, did you see... Like, like well, when, like, you, look, when like, you're checking the news in the morning, you go yeah. straight to Polygon. Six months Which, ago... I hope that's what happens. We were talking about how... Like, one of our first ever podcasts, we were talking about how much we wanted an alternative news site. Yeah! We're talking about how much we don't... Kotaku is just frustrating, because it's Kotaku. Yeah. Joystick is, is inert... Joystick, no. it's funny because, like, half of Polygon is, like, brought yeah. over from Joystick. They took, like, the best parts of Joystick. No, but I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, but, like... I'm willing to give them a shot. No, I think they will do great. Like, I think the content they will produce will be fantastic. It's just, like, this, like, weird shell of expectations and kind of self-aggrandizing. Even talk, like, their mission statement on the website is, we're going to revolutionize. We're going to turn the whole industry on its head. We're going to do this. And, like... 
the, the kind of like like a, it's not f for you, but like everyone's kind of default like uh, website uh, like web gaming personalities these days seem to be more of a giant bomb than anything else. Those mm -hmm. guys are the least pretentious thing in the because uh, they're in the, the dudes world. who are gonna sit there in the basement making fart noises. Yeah, it's not even fart noises, but like someone, but like I guess. Uh, Someone on NeoGAF posted their first video explaining about like what their website is going to be, and it's just them going, "It's a website, woo, like weird mask and shit like that." Yeah. And then you see Polygon's first teaser trailer for their documentary. It's all like get very serious, looking out the windows and stuff. Well, this is the question: is like, it's basically passion versus money, and will money destroy the passion? This is the other thing that sucks too, because I do like the idea of there being a documentary about the building of what could be the best gaming site out there. Yeah. Um. But I hate this idea that, like, games writers should feel as if they have to be humble because they're only reporting the news and, like, no one, they should not be celebrated at all if they're doing a good job. Which that kind of sucks, too, because then that that's why so many people are kind of, like, angry at the documentary, too, because, like, how dare you put yourself in front of, like, make yourself more important than the news that you're reporting. Or Doesn't like Justin that. McElroy literally say in the thing? I know, like, yeah! You know, at the end of the day, it's games. We're talking about toys. And he's to his wife, and I love he and his wife. Yeah. That's I like how she's, like, pointedly not looking at <laughs> <laughs> No, but, like, I love that, because I, I know those guys. And yeah. those, I, that's, I want to see more of that less getting a tattoo and a moodily lit posed kind of like tattoo shop whatever the fuck that was about i'm just saying i think that how I they're gonna win is by selling you on the listen to personalities or anything like that at all no like uh he used to be in one up he does the rebel fm stuff it's interesting they didn't have him talk like you, like you see him in in the trailers and even in the in the extended trailer for the documentary they don't have him talk i don't know it's just i don't know it's kind of weird but well, yeah i guess i'm hoping for the best i don't want them to fail that's why if anything that's why i'm worked up because i know their potential what they could do yeah it's just Whatever happened, regardless of what our personal feelings, whatever my personal feelings is, this teaser trailer set the internet against them. Poison them I all against them. I just can't. How angry everybody got. I think this is exactly one anger, of those situations. I, I see, I'm more disappointed than everyone else is angry. Well, see, here's the thing. I think it's one of those situations where a lot of disappointed people got in a room and it just became an echo chamber of rage. That's, well, that's the other thing, too, yeah. This is one of the things I hate about the internet. It's just a place well, where you go, bitch, too, until you've worked yourself up in a fervor Neo about Gaff something that doesn't matter. I'll believe, I'll bet you they were animated gifts. All of it was, that's, if you want to just kill 20 minutes, that was fantastic, but, yeah, man, I love those guys. Yeah, Justin McElroy is my favorite game writer out there. I love McElroy. He's one of my favorite web personalities in the world right now, but it's, I don't know. I guess they're going to be launching sometime in the next, uh, so I guess they're going to be doing a 10-minute excerpt from the documentary every week for the next 10 weeks. Yeah. After which they'll reveal the site. So I guess the site's going to be launching sometime in the next two months. Yeah. Which is weird because you think they'd want to be launching a little bit earlier to get a little bit earlier in the gaming holiday season, but who knows. Whatever. I'll see. Too much time talking about Polygon before it's even launched. I wish they could just at least talk a little more about what the site is going to be rather than That's just saying... what the video is. Are they, can they talk about it, though? Other than just when the, when the, the documentary seems to be more about like people moving. It's a teaser. But no, of it's more about first, like I'm moving to this first, country. The first episode is gonna be establishing the characters. That is what like that's what they're that's what you fucking how you fucking tell a story. How can you tell a episode story? Episode nine people involved? The search engine. God damn you, Bill. Hey, let's talk about Nintendo Power, Bill. You uh, killed Nintendo Power. I killed Nintendo Bill Power. Bill personally killed Nintendo uh, Power. This is the third gaming magazine in three years that I've killed. <laughs> oh, that's but right, you were involved in EGM? Game Bro? I drew the last oh. cover of Game Bro. Oh, I forgot about that. That's... Oh my god, Bill. Maybe we shouldn't say this out loud because you will never get work in gaming journalism. There's again. a reason why I'm making my living more through my own work now these days rather than like being hired out to gaming companies. You know, part of me was like, Bill, don't shit on Polygon because you might get some work from them, no. but maybe not. 
no, they don't. do not. Polygon, don't even unfollow me on Twitter. Everyone who's listening to this, if you work for Polygon, stay away. <laughs> well, to be fair, at least for Nintendo Power, I was only interviewed for Nintendo Power yeah. the month before they announced they were shutting down oh, forever. Man. Um, I may there there's some stuff about Nintendo Power. I may end up actually doing something for Nintendo Power. We yeah. it, that's extremely tentative. So the story this knows, is actually kind of bum. This is kind of bummer. So Nintendo Power had been published by Nintendo for yeah, a long, for a long, long time. time. Yeah, and then so Nintendo like, like two thousand six years ago, yeah, two thousand seven. Like I want to say. Yeah. Then they gave the license to Future Publishing, you know. and they've been publishing Nintendo Power. And it has been as simple as Nintendo decided not to renew the license, yeah. which just sucks. Because you know Nintendo isn't going to do anything. They're no. not going to come out with their own Nintendo magazine. <sighs> and, and they're not, like, Nintendo's terrible about community stuff. Yeah. Well, this is another thing that came out today. Everyone's, I guess Nintendo's pimping how, like, this Miiverse thing on the Wii U is going to be, like, <laughs> like, everyone's, for some reason, has decided to interpret this as, this is going to be, like, Nintendo's attempt to create a gaming Facebook which I don't believe that at all. Huh. It's going to be like the fucking me shit on the Wii. Yeah. Where you kind of like turn on your thing and you can see what other people are playing. But it's not going to be. I don't know why people are blowing this Miiverse thing out of proportion. But aside from that, like Nintendo's not very good with community or internet stuff. I don't see why they assume like Nintendo's not going to pick up the slack. Nintendo Power is just going to die and that's going to be it. And uh, well, I guess Nintendo Power is always kind of like aimed towards kids and stuff. Especially with the Nintendo kind of focusing towards more like all ages and genders and stuff like that, there's less reason for a print magazine. But man, that sucks. Yeah, it was just a couple months shy of uh, publishing for 25 straight years. Just like Nintendo, yeah. EGM, that was the same thing. EGM got shut down just a couple yeah. months before its its 25th anniversary. Um, man, yeah, if you're a gaming magazine, if you could stay alive for about 25 years... <laughs> Well, I mean, it's like anything. Gaming has changed so dramatically. Yeah. I was reading an article on some site, I think on Kotaku, that basically pointed out that the MMO has been functionally unchanged for 12 years. Yeah. Name one it's other game. It's over and over again. Yeah, but name well, one no, other... Well, no, we can't say that. We're going to get shit on Twitter because there's other MMOs which are different. But Well, yeah, but I mean, the, like... the basic formula has really not changed too much from Ultima. Yeah. You know? It's kind of fascinating. I don't know. Now that you can play with Star Trek ships. You can play with Star Wars ships. <laughs> Ugh. Well, we, we, that what part of our lost podcast where we lost half an hour of talk, a lot of it was talking about the evolution. Well, to be fair, and you and I, you and I are the worst people to talk about this because you and I are not MMO people. No, we're not. You played a little bit of World of Warcraft. I, yeah, I my... played that for a couple months. That was actually pretty fun, but I was playing, I was playing as a single player RPG. Yeah. yeah. And my experience with MMOs was that I have an addictive personality and I'm not allowed to play MMOs. Yeah. My wife was talking about she's interested in playing Secret World. Because she's like, that looks pretty cool. Is that the one that's from the company that just got fucked up this week? Yeah, Funcom laid off half their staff. Ugh. Well, here's why I'm interested in Secret World. It's developed by Funcom, who did The Longest Journey. These dudes have a no, has, have no a badass background in adventure games. And apparently, The Secret World, a lot of it plays like an old-school adventure game, just with MMO elements yeah. attached to it. And it's set in the modern world, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, no, that's and, nice. Just even from... And apparently, when you're initiated into one of the um, the three factions, you get a blowjob from a pretty lady. Or or um, you get orally pleasure from Oh, okay, I was going to say that, because yeah. it would be nice if it's, at least it's gender. Is you, there any same-sex stuff? Oh, yeah. It, your admission into this one sect oh, is you get, cool. you get oral fun times. Yeah! But anyway, um, no, I we I, I would have probably thrown down for it, it just to give fun call my money, because I like those dudes. God damn it, I'm sorry. It is not. Yeah. That's a thing, you know? But man, Nintendo Power. Fuck that shit. That's all about Nintendo Power being dead. The last right. issue is going to be in December. Um, yeah, no, this is... Nintendo Power was... At least for me, it was a huge reason why I got fell into gaming so hard with the Nintendo system yeah. with the NES. Is because you had Nintendo Power there to kind of reinforce 
like, oh man, come back for the latest game. This new game's coming out. Yeah. Like, Nintendo Power is a huge reason why the uh, Nintendo did so well here in the States back yeah. in the 80s. Because, like, it was a huge advertising thing mm-hmm. for Nintendo of America. Just, like, like here's here's tips and tricks for the games you already have. Plus, here's previews of games that are coming out. Isn't this so amazing? Look, these amazing graphics and stuff. And yeah. Nintendo Power hasn't, hasn't really been like that in forever. Well, sure. It, it I mean, to... what I don't know, what, I, what kind of mystifies me is that, I mean, I don't know the nature of their agreement. But it just, Nintendo not continuing this license. Yeah, because it it's not them? like... And they're, they have, they're, well, they're not sitting on a mint. They're kind of broke right now. So maybe this yeah. is part of a cost. Well, how much did Nintendo how power cost to keep running? Yeah. I mean, and did, and I can't assume that Nintendo a, paid them to do it. I think even as an olive branch to the old school gamers and stuff like that, you, you can give a, they should have at least given the chance to, for the magazine to reinvent itself or something one last yeah. time. Just to, or like even make an online thing. Nintendo online don't know portal. what they're doing. No, Nintendo really doesn't. Sad. Ugh. Anyway, um, uh, this fall season of The Office will be its last. Thank fucking Christ. Not Man. that I've watched it in three or four Yeah, years. The Office used to be my favorite TV show. I have not watched well, it in Well, last year, we'll, like, catching up on episodes of Parks and Recreation, like, cut, cut a couple episodes of uh, The Office, and it was fucking atrocious. There's one well, it's episode hard. where everyone's one... Who's the new guy they introduced last season? Some I greasy have no guy. idea. Yeah, I have watched The everyone, Office. There's a swimming pool party, and it was just like... Ugh. Well, it's hard for me to go back to The Office, too, because having gone to Parks and Rec, Parks and Rec kind of exists in the same universe as The Office to some degree, and that bit. it's about people who are stuck in a place together. Totally Whereas The Office is about, similar. well, sort of, but Start surface off, yeah. on, uh, yeah, when Mar- when uh, Ben Danowitz left. Ben Danowitz is a character who would have existed in The Office world, yeah. so when he left, the show became very different. Because ultimately, that is a show about people who are genuinely friends and enjoy each other's company and genuinely believe in supporting each other. Yeah. Parks and Recreation is ultimately a very uplifting show whereas The Office is about people who are forced to be together and try to find the best in well, being together that even reflects in like the first season of Parks and Recreation where Leslie Nope was just a Michael Scott clone yeah in the second season well they got a lot of flash. I, because... I would argue that she was not well she kind of that's how she came across so let's, let's, she's the polygon of TV characters people where... who walk, walked into that show expecting it to be The, the Office decided that it was the like The Office the appearance of being a Michael Scott knockoff is almost anyway. as bad as being a pretentious uh-huh. Anyway. video game website <laughs> uh, but yeah i but no in the second season they decided well, okay well instead of like making her like so kind of like weird and neurotic and, and and trying to do impersonations like michael scott we're gonna make her more like like happy and so happy she she's kind of oblivious to the bad things that are going around her but she's always like looking up and forward and that kind i would of argue kind of like the whole thing of the series see i would argue that, that her, she was always that character well, the difference was, is that yeah. michael scott is ultimately an optimist but he's an idiot and a narcissist well, saying, and he's yeah. self-destructive whereas leslie nope is a narcissist well she's building and something exactly though. she's always trying to build on things as opposed to michael scott is just trying to keep the world from falling down around him yeah yeah which at the end of the day guess which one i want to watch yeah. The one that makes me not want to shoot myself. That's because it sounds like half the cast is going to be gone next year for The Office, too. Well, yeah, I like mean, Toby Mindy Kaling is Mindy, working yeah. on her own show, and I'm a little worried about the next season of Parks and Rec just because some of the writing team left for other shows. Didn't one of the, Michael Shore, the one of yeah. the writers, he's like, he's... He was on The Office, and then he left for Parks and Rec, and he was one of the showrun. I think it was the showrunner oh, was of Parks and Rec. Yeah, and he sold, like, some kind of cop comedies of Fox or something like that. I want all these kids to do well, because they're all funny as fuck, and... Parks and Recreation could probably run on its, its own steam for a long time. Parks and Recreation renewed indefinitely. Because I know 30 Rock it was is only be... coming back for like 13 episodes. It's not renewed. In... I mean, I think it has a full season. Parks and Rec has a full season. Yeah, because there was the big year. news last year. All on the same day they announced like Parks and Recreation, Community, and, and 30 Rock were all coming yeah. back. 
but each one I couldn't I know with Community and Thirty Rock they're only coming back for this is for sure their last season. I may season. be wrong, but, but I think Parks and Rest got a full yeah, exactly a yeah, full and they may be yeah they're they're, they're coming back in. Which frankly of all those shows is the one I want to have a full season because Parks and the Rec is the one that I well, actively Thirty Rock find. is kind of run its course. I hate to say that, but yeah. Well, how many jokes can you get out of like I black watching, guy who's stupid? Again, Thirty Rock used to be my favorite show. I've not watched the. I missed the last two seasons. I watched the last couple. I actually caught up with it. It's still pretty good. But Thirty Rock never really kind of like grew past. It's kind of like, oh, I'm Liz Levin. I'm kind of dopey. Uh. You know what I love about Tina Fey? Her yeah. use of the word dum dum and dummy it makes me so happy. I was I listening so. to her audiobook. It just fucking cracks me up. I'm trying to pick it up. Because if you call someone a dumb dumb, <laughs> those words make you sound like such an idiot. It's just great. Oh, man. Uh, Square Enix has a countdown clock set up to reveal some kind of new World Ends With You remake slash port slash sequel this weekend. Uh, Bill says, because it has been the only worthwhile thing Square has produced in the last five years, this is guaranteed to be nothing more than a Facebook or mobile spinoff. Well, didn't they today, Square accidentally, quote unquote, leaked that it was just an iOS port? Yeah, well, it was the soundtrack for the iOS port, which kind of, well, this is Square all over. That's yeah. what I'm sorry, Sleeping Dogs doesn't turn into fire when it's because that was published by Square Enix, right? Yeah, it was only published that's why by that blown up your Xbox, because Square doesn't know what the fuck they're it's doing. It's so weird to me that Square is a publisher. Yeah, aren't they publishing the a Tomb Raider game? Yeah. Well, because they bought, what is it, Crystal Dynamics or Eidos. That's why they published goddamn That's Deus Ex Human well. Revolution. I think it is, actually. Aww. It's just, I have it. Pre- I no, no, I think it got pushed back. Papers with her. <laughs> Shut up. I think, man, talk about another thing that got blown up. Jesus Christ. Um, uh, I think that got pushed back to spring, too. Yeah. Everything got pushed back. Wait. So, yeah, so The World Ends With You, it's one of the secret best uh, role playing games released in the last. 10 years definitely one of the best things i've got if you're on a bar if you want to borrow hey you know what if they come out with an ios port then i'll actually play it oh but square's known for the the ridiculous ios pricing yeah it's true did they they had something that came out that was like 30 bucks yeah it was like some kind of weird like really crappy looking final fantasy and maybe even original game i don't know if it's a port or something like that i thought it was a port but it's like 30 fucking dollars so this is gonna cost this is probably gonna cost like 12 yeah. 15 bucks. Hey, Bill, you should have saved that money you used to buy me Minecraft and bought me this. A game I'll actually Don't play. Don't tell me that, no! <laughs> but yeah, World Wins Ends With You. It's one of the, aside from like Final Fantasy twelve. it's probably the best thing Square has done in the last decade. Um, yeah, it's a game where you're just playing as this kid running around uh, Shibuya in Tokyo uh, fighting, uh, you're kind of lured into this post-death game mm-hmm. you get killed and you have to like fight demons and stuff like that oh it's in, in the afterlife yeah it's kind of like a purgatory kind of thing uh... you have to fight this game and if you win you get to come back to the real world and live your yeah. life again okay and so it's about this character who starts off as kind of like this ironic kind of dark if you're a little teenage kid. kid yeah yeah and but then and you learn about the value of life and friendship and stuff yeah and it's, it's 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 actually a really good game and when you beat the game there's a mode where you get to replay the whole game in like an abbreviated mode where it just makes fun of itself yeah we've talked about that in the past yeah it does. It, the game is really fun oh i did want to say this Sleeping Dog, Sleeping Dogs is kind of the most fun if you imagine it as um, a Shenmue game. Really? Because in, in some ways, oh man, don't say that because I lost the bar of your coffee. In then, some ways, yeah. it's kind of like the most perfect Shenmue sequel. That's Are maybe, you doing like chores and stuff? No, not really. I mean, I'll just say in that it is. It kind of feels like it's um. No, that's not true. It's in the modern day entirely. I barely played any of it. Well, but you know, and then it's and like... then it's an, oh, it's it's the city, and you're running around the city, and uh, you're fighting dudes. You are on your own in Hong Kong, though. Yeah, right? yeah. But it just I don't. It, Shenmue too. Maybe you going from Japan to China. See, that's mm-hmm. am, I don't think is it just that I'm racist? <laughs> is that what it is? That's what I can think. 
like, yeah, like this reminds me of Shenmue. But, like, is it because it's the only other game it's the voice acting with modern day Asian protagonists? It's the voice acting. Have you seen the men in the black suit? <laughs> I was watching clips. Where can I find some sailors? <laughs> That's my favorite. I, I was listening. To, I was watching some clips from Shenmue this week. I don't know why. Shenmue. And like even the quality like, of the voice recording is all like. But I mean. Would you like? To, it's pretty I bad. think I will play this capsule game. Oh, his voice is the worst the voice of The recording of it is terrible. Yeah. It sounds like the but guy's like doing a blowjob to the mic. Genuinely, like you're running around and then you get in fights. Like I don't know that it's co- totally well, scratching that said, Shenmue. Like, itch. Yakuza's kind of like that. Like it sounds like True Cop's kind of like a Yakuza game, and Yakuza's kind of like based off yeah. of Shenmue. It sounds like Shenmue is the kind of the progenitor of that kind of like. Because it's not really Grand Theft Auto, right? You're not stealing cars and stuff can. so much. You, you can. can. I mean, it really is Grand Theft Auto with like, fighting. Is there like a big city to explore? Yeah. Or is it mostly like, yeah. oh, okay, so maybe it is. It is an open world game. But it reminds me of Shenmue because I'm racist. Can you forklift drive? You cannot. You also cannot pet a kitten. What's wrong with me? What the hell then? Ugh. There's no quick time events. You know what it is? It's because as you're wandering around, you can buy food. Yeah, you okay, can well, buy, that's, like, yeah, exactly. that's pop and all oh, that shit. Man. Man, Shenmue was a game before its time, man. On that note, Square Enix has sent out notices to retail stores telling them to destroy their copies of Final Fantasy XIV and that stores will be reimbursed $16 a copy. Well, Bill notes, damn, son, that's one failed game. Well, the whole thing is is they're they're rebooting it. They're rebooting it hard this fall. Which, granted, yes, that is one failed game. But that does suck. This means you're going to sell about three extra copies. Yeah, man. You're going to be hearing about this news a year from now, guys. MMOs, man. We're finally getting the burst of that bubble. Although this sounds like from everyone I've ever heard of, this is actually a specifically, that was a terrible MMO game. Yeah. Like, and aside from, like, even, well, like, good MMOs are failing. Hella broken. Yeah. Like, really broken. Like, to the point where it was obviously was not finished. Um, Nintendo will unveil its launch plans for the Wii U at a press event on September 13th, the day after Apple's annual iPhone reveal. So I don't know if that's just ballsy, or again, Nintendo being stupid, or if they got really something really crazy up their sleeves. I wonder if they're just waiting to see how much the iPhone and the iPad, like, well, supposedly they're coming out with an iPad mini. Well, they keep talking about that, and the, the article that I read was like, oh, it's sized to fit in a woman's purse. Which sounds stupid as hell. Yeah. Well, it sounds like that might be also to, like, go against, like, the Kindle, kind of like those, like, small oh, yeah. reader size. devices. I will admit, they are way more... I love my iPad. They're only half the size of an iPad. Yeah. Uh, also, just anything that's cheaper, because, like, the, what, the cheapest iPad is still 500 bucks. Yeah, it's not quite that bad, but it's pretty damn close. It's it's it's, it's pretty steep. Uh, but I'm going <laughs> to... Part of me wonders if Nintendo's waiting the last minute to see what the, how much Apple is going to be charging for this shit, so then they can decide how much the finally the night before they announce on how much yeah. they're going to charge for uh, the Wii U. Because I can't believe that's going to be just like like what a month, two months before the system actually going to hit the street, and they're finally going to be unveiling. It's weird, what that, dude. Although they didn't get Apple, they'll unve- sh- unveil the pricing and release of something. You the can't day compare it comes out. Apple to Nintendo, though. I know, but that's is, what is Nintendo that... wants to be, though. That's what they think they are. Yeah. Well, they used to be. You know. Why can't, um, why can't we be no more? Barely a second and a half. Oof. Ugh. But yeah, so at least within uh, within the next two weeks, we're gonna know at least how much. Are, do you have absolutely no interest in buying a Wii U, right? No. Okay, Bill, so you, make sure. I got the so Wii. So that's all me. So this fall, when well, Wii U talk is going to be me. It's yeah. all going to be you, Bill. I'm going to be talking it's about Wii you, U and Breaking girl. Bad all by myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, in Thor 2 know, news. Is, oh, Wii U, the Assassin's Creed. Oh, man, so Assassin's Here's... Creed is supposed to be the best on that, but that's not even going to come out because this Wii U is not going to come out until late November at the best, yeah. which is going to be like a month after all the other versions. 
Fuck my tits. So when we went out to get Sleeping Dogs, there was a moment. I have a friend who's got a PlayStation Three who would love that game. And there was a moment where I was like, "Oh, I should get it for the PlayStation 3. And immediately, like a boomerang, snap back. No, we don't get any goddamn achievement points for that. I am so in the yoke of the achievement points. I would be more likely to buy another copy of Sleeping Dogs than PlayStation (laughs) Three to give to them. I will never buy yeah. I, if there's ever a game that's on the Xbox, the PS3, and the Wii U. I would get it on Xbox the Wii U, every time. Other people can see it on Meverse that you're playing the <laughs> game or something. Uh, in Thor Two news, they've announced some more casting. Um, Christopher Eccleston will play the villain at Mr. Echo of yeah, Lost Fame. Mr. Echo. I'm a terrible person; cannot remember his actual name. Uh, it will also be with him. Most importantly, Kat Dennings, the lovely and talented Kat, Kat Dennings, Dennings, tweeted that she will be involved in Thor Two. Kat Dennings being, of course, my favorite part of and Thor. And her tits are called Cat Dennings. <laughs> That's right, Bill. So remember who what her name? Though. Mostly, I, I I found her my favorite part in Thor. Actually, I did not notice her cuteness until I saw her outside of Thor because in Thor she's just kind of an adorable dork. I saw the movie. You described to me who Kat Dennings exactly. was. Exactly. But what I love about her character in Kat Dennings is, uh, or in Thor is that she is fandom. She is the voice of fandom. Yeah. So whatever. Well, she's a little bit like that, like a little bit like Agent Coulson in the Marvel, in, in the Avengers is a little to bit. To some degree. A little bit. Where he's kind of like um, fawning over the Avengers and but stuff. No, but she is like but the know, peanut gallery. Yeah. And she is totally the voice of fandom. It's, it's great. Movie. That's a great character to have. Yeah. yeah. Which I mean, and also she's cute. She also has giant boobs. Is also, she cute she aside has, from the giant boobs? She's really cute. She has a very distinctive face. She's she has really kind of like, she has kind of like, it's almost like old timey, kind of like 1940s, kind of like. Yeah. I have some very attractive pictures face? of her in like 40s gear. Basically, because I oh, look yeah? at pictures of the things she wears and I go, I well, she's get not crazy. That she's dress. got like, she's not have implants, right? She has like naturally no. big, she has the kind of big boobs that start at her collarbone. <laughs> It's and don't quite, stop until like it's no, not have you quite. Seen? Maybe that's her bra. <laughs> Bill. Have I seen Cat Dennings? I can guarantee you, I have seen more Cat Dennings than you have. Aww. We had a whole podcast. Oh, you where watched I was a like, damn show. That's right. I forgot I wa- about that. And I watched a lot of shitty movies that had Cat Dennings. Oh, that's them. right. You were th- we had that thing where like you had me looking up topless photos of Cat Dennings. I couldn't find them because safe search was <laughs> off on my computer. Now it finally, me, it took me Bill remembers that. a conversation we oh, had. My gosh. Here, I'm gonna here. Here's a picture of her. Is she naked? No, but this dress is like, I need to find that dress. Oh, that's right. This is like, that's your body type. Yeah. Yeah. And that's oh, why I'm like, God. I downloaded all these pictures of her because I'm like, I got to find all the clothes that she's wearing pretty well, much. She's, she's standing in a car. Yeah. I'll have to put this in the show notes. That photo. <laughs> there you go, Bill. Yeah, forward that to me. You make that the thing of the week. But anyway. God. Um, she does have big boobs, though. She does have large breasts. Yeah, she's got like the big... Jesus. Anyway, this is distracting. Wait, are you kidding me? Disney is looking to remake The Rocketeer? Oh, yeah, that's what I was joking about that before. I didn't know. I thought you were just fucking with me. No, they announced this week they're exploring the, the possibility of it, which I think is great because as, as as much as everyone loves The Rocketeer, it's not a flawless film. Oh, no. And you can easily go back, as long as you did it with, like, the right sensitivity and, like, the right director and stuff, you could make a great... It doesn't yeah. even have to be retelling that. It's a, well, I guess it would have to be an origin story again. So it would be kind of telling the same story. Mm-hmm. But, like, the, 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 the Rocketeer always felt like it was kind of like missing an action scene or something. Like, it yeah. always felt like a little, like, if they had made it a couple years later undercooked. after CGI technology could have done a better job of flying and stuff. Yeah. It could have been a little bit better, but it would be just a very earnest Iron Man, really. Because it's <laughs> a like, guy in the 1930s, like, Well, it totally makes sense that um, uh, Captain America, having done well, both would, what's his I think name? that's exactly Who's the director. Happened. But also, Captain America is Wouldn't a Rocketeer movie. Would you just get Joe Johnston to come back and yeah. say, hey, remake your own 20-year-old that would film? Be that would interesting. be fantastic, yeah. The question is, would you make something better, or would it be some sort of weird masturbatory bullshit? I would assume it's, it would be the same thing. Like, it would be great if you say Rocketeer so. costume and everything like that, but then... Man, if they change the Rocketeer costume, they're fools. I know, because that's like... 
But man, like, but then you'd have to, like, who are you going to get to replace, like, who's going to be the Jennifer Connelly? Because Jennifer Connelly was the best part of that movie. I'm not she kidding. Was I would watch a movie. She was the best special effect in that film. I would watch a movie with Emma Stone as the female protagonist. That's correct here. I would Cat go Daddy. one step further. This would never happen. I would go see a movie where Emma Stone was the rocketeer. Emma Stone is like a mechanic, wow. like, and she and her dad or her dad passed away or something. Maybe she moved to the big city. She's running around like a her dad passed away. He leaves her his garage, and she goes to this podunk little town, and she feels like she's moved beyond it. But then she finds and she finds it, and she finds value in the work, and then she finds his. There's got to be a scene stuff. where she crash lands on, uh, was it Rockefeller? Where, where do the rockets? play and oh yeah because it's, it's the rockets and she's a rocketeer and anyway i'm yeah! just saying that would never ever happen but there you go i would Madison totally go square garden what do they know what <laughs> what's that coffee shop they're all dancing at <laughs> in new shop. york the postal service Man, this... gonna, who's the who's the jennifer Connolly if it's all gender swapped if it's fiona cake version of the Rocketeer. Do you get Ryan Man. Uh, Reynolds? Who? Well, it had to be somebody dashing. <laughs> well, that'd be great if you actually young. had the dashing young hero with like the little mustache, little, like Valentino guy. He's the guy who ends up having to be rescued. That would be great. That'd be hilarious. It would never happen in a billion no. years. <laughs> there would be a three hundred dollar or three hundred million dollar fun home. I would go so far as say I would want to see a movie where Andrew Garfield was that character. <laughs> Just furthering that it would never happen. Oh, man. Um, this really sucks. This breaks my heart. The Postal Service <laughs> is stuck with 600 million unsold Simpson stamp stamps that were printed Stimson in 2009. Yeah. So they thought that um, they, they printed 1 billion. Sold less than a third of that. Sold less than a third. What sucks the most is anybody who pays a little bit of attention knows that our, our postal service is in deep shit right now. Hella in debt. I don't understand how this happened. Oh, well, the thing is, is that they, um, oh man, it's the Simpsons. Who doesn't want to buy Simpsons stamps? What sucks is that the price of stamps has raised. So even if you were able, if you wanted to go out and buy these Simpsons Plus, stamps, you'd have to get additional stamps to use I the Simpsons I saw articles stamps. talking about this, how like there's going to be, like there's actually, this sounds like this is going to lead to some reform. Where well, it has. Specialized stamps. Are going to have stamps. to be, yeah, exactly. But like, even when they do like do uh, small runs of specialty stamps like this, it's going to be a very kind of collector's thing. It's yeah. not going to be. They're not going to automatically assume that like, oh, we're going to do Twilight stamps. We're going to assume at least one out of every six people on this planet is going to buy a stamp and send one a, a letter. Well, you could. What I mean, the Simpsons are popular, <sighs> but one billion stamps popular, and it's not. It, I mean, it's not like they literally don't have an example of the Simpsons like, oversaturating a market this for like decades now. Oh, it just breaks that my, my heart. Because those stamps are actually very cute. They're really kind of like yeah. the design is great. They're very simple and colorful. And yeah, then, you know, it's Simpsons. Oh, and you're exactly if you're in my house. <laughs> That's Bill. If you order anything from Bill Mudger and Enterprises going forward, they will be sent yeah, with. Wish. Oh, that'd be great. Be, well, because like I'll send out a poster tubes, especially if I'm sending overseas. That postage costs like ten or eleven bucks. Good I on. after a couple of years, I could use up six hundred million oh, Simpson stamps. One of the last times I was at the post office, there was some dumb hipster in front of me who was trying to figure out how to send all these very heavy expensive awkwardly wrapped packages with regular stamps he did not want to get one of the print pre prepaid Why? postage because he liked the look of the stamps he's like what? well i need i need eight of these like and retro. 12 of these jesus christ i wanted to kill them a couple months ago i was there and there was two uh hipsters trying to mail something in a crown royal bag didn't want to put it in a box <laughs> i'm fucking serious it was just i 
thought it was like a fucking hidden camera Portlandia kind of thing. Oh, but, man. Oh, Jesus. And this is a way to end it on a downer, Bill. Um, so, uh, there were lots oh, of... Oh, I got, no, I got better news. I know, I know, yeah, go ahead. I, I, one last news report after this. Layoffs at PopCap this week. Again. Well, that's kind of weird. Sucks to be anybody in the gaming industry right now. Um, layoffs at PopCap. One of the people, uh, rumored to be involved and actually confirmed is the creator of, um, Plants vs. Zombies. Arguably the most... Is that a bitch? Influential, like, the most, like, popular it's game from PopCap. Aside from Peggle, it's probably the most popular thing they've made. Yeah. Except, do they have to do Bejeweled? Yeah. Oh, Yeah. Oh yeah, they make games that your mom and dad play. My dad, the they only do games your mom and dad play. Don't even. My yes, my parents have played all. Oh, of their that's games. that's not a. My dad has played. I have caught my dad playing Zuma. But the, so they're my making mom a loves sequel. Bejeweled. She's bought Bejeweled in multiple platforms. Oh my god, they're making a sequel, and he's yeah. not. I guess he's not gonna. Because rumors are that's that they're gonna turn into like a shooter. Yeah, I've heard rumors that that's got to be a joke. There's no way that the sequel to Plants vs Zombies is a multiplayer shooter. There's no way. I'm assuming it's not a first person. Maybe like, oh, it, did you see the 2D remake of Borderlands they put out this this week? Not. It's just a web browser where you just walk around and go poo 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 poo. Yeah. It's like Berserk from the old arcade game. Yeah. It could be just like that where it's like a top down. Um, who gives a shit? <laughs> I feel bad for what's his name, George Fan. Poor George Fan. Uh, brother of George Raft. When they Voltron together, you make a hoverboat. <laughs> <laughs> Last bit of the news today is courtesy Daniel Fight, friend of the podcast, Daniel Fight. He's in Japan. He's our man, You're Japan. man in Japan. You made that he's from Osaka. He's from Osaka. Um, Japan loves Reese's peanut butter cups. <laughs> what? Oh, I didn't tell. Oh, I didn't tell you about this. So I guess uh, Reese's cups have never been officially for sale in Japan. You'd have to really? go to an army base or something like that to get one. It's, it's American huh. candy, but you think that's kind of like. To be fair, the combination chocolate and peanut butter might be kind of weird. Peanut butter itself, I know for some no, nations and stuff, is amazing. kind of a weird thing. I know it is, but they're de- also wrong. Reese's cups themselves. It's not really. It's kind of fake peanut butter with it fake chocolate. It tastes like that kind of peanut butter. I think Reese's cups are one of those things. If you didn't grow up, grow up with it, you I kind of look at it go. That. I would agree with that. <laughs> The thing about Reese's peanut butter cups, the tariff, you never, you're always taking a gamble with Reese's peanut butter cups because you either get an amazing one that tastes perfect or and you get one kind of rancid oh, one. It's just awful. It makes you never want to eat one ever again. So, Japan, um, uh, so the Japanese arm of Walmart experimented, uh, they uh, got a one year contract to start selling, uh, Reese's Cups for the first time in Japan, and I guess they're doing gangbusters. They're the best-selling candy in Japan right now. Really? Yeah. And so it sounds like, uh, yeah, who knows? It seems like, um... yeah, I'm sorry. I'm reading the news report right now. The one, the one but terrible... Yeah, that's great, yeah. Have you ever had for the Reese's Cups? Expats in Japan, that's what. Yeah, I'll believe that. Have you ever had the Reese's Cups break up cereal? Is that good or bad? I remember vividly. Oh, I can't remember because the it ET out, cereal that was chocolate and peanut butter together was great. I don't, I don't know. What Reese's Peanut Butter Cups came out when I was a it teenager. It sounded like a bad idea. Say. It's one of those cereals that is so bad and so good. Yeah. Oh, it's oh, so kind of like you're eating, so you can taste the preservatives, but you're like, I gotta have uh, one for bowl. Well, every breakfast cereal is a trap. A trap that you know, leads to diabetes. Like, <laughs> I just had some tricks for the last time last week. Tricks are the shit. Yes. They had breakfast what cereal. What you do is you don't eat tricks for 20 years. Exactly. And you're like, oh man, That's tricks. the thing about breakfast cereal. You don't it's, eat it for like, forever. It's like Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah. You don't eat it for 10 years and you're like, oh man, KFC. And then you try exactly. and you're like, there's a reason why I'm not going to eat that shit again for 10 fucking years. Yeah. 
What about like oh, like chicken McNuggets? There's a whole list of like oh yeah five year ten year yeah s- s- you know. So our house has been terribly too. warm, and we're packing, and so we don't want to cook, and we've been eating so Reese's much junk food. Yeah, you know what? Eating? Nothing makes you want to never eat fast food or pizza again than having a lot of fast food and pizza. On Tuesday Where, night, we well, went you live to right next to Burgerville. So well, that... we we and on Tuesday night we went to go see we went to Taco Bell. Yeah, and then we went to go see Paranorman. We had uh, popcorn. Then the next day, I had like a burger. I'm like, I never want to eat fast food or junk food me, ever I'm again. Me, I'm fat. Oh man, I could feel the obesity. I could yeah. feel. Aww. <laughs> it was awful. What do you think of Taco Bell? Taco Bell's. I've always thought Taco Bell was nasty. I love Taco Bell. I didn't Bell's grow up with Taco fake Bell. Cheese. Oh, I didn't either. Yeah. I never went to Taco Bell until I went to high school, and there was Taco Bell not far from my high school. And I mm-hmm. put it in my mouth, be like, "What is this?" I'm not a big fan of sour cream. I think that sour cream is a crutch that people use when they make it's, Mexican it's food. It's weirdly a nurse. I don't see why people think it's just like this. Yeah, such a thing. and it's like Taco Bell loads that shit. Well, I'm sure it's yeah. cheap. And... But I love Taco Bell's shitty cheese. I'm sure that it never came like, from, like it never yeah. even had a whiff. That of Plastic yeah. I'm sure it is a byproduct of petroleum processing, but it is so good. Man. It's one of those things you have to eat while it's warm. And if you wait too long, it becomes no longer a food. <laughs> it becomes it turns grouse. back into the Easter grass. Exactly. Easter basket grass that it originally started life as. Oh, oh you know what? One last thing I forgot to mention in the stuff I did this week. I went to go see the Trek in the Park on Sunday. Oh, yeah. How was uh, it? Friend of the, a, friend of the, a friend of the podcast, Dylan McConus, was in it. You should explain what Trek in the Park is to people who don't. Trek in the Park them. is a uh, live performance of a Star Trek episode performed every year by a local uh, what is theater, it? Troupe. theater troupe called Atomic Arts. And uh, this year is Journey to Babel, which is introduces Spock's parents and a bunch of blue dudes called Endorians, uh, which have little blue antenna and stuff like that. And it's funny because like, fir- this is the fourth year they've done it. And the first three years before this, they always kind of picked a wackier or action-packed episodes. Like, like uh, I think the first year was Mirror Mirror, where everyone's yeah. fighting their evil clones. Last year was, it was something wacky, but this year it's kind of like a very kind of like, it's more of a quiet political episode, Yeah, but it was still hilarious because the two people playing Spock's parents are, uh, are like Paul and Anna, or uh, Paul, uh, what, what the hell's her name? Paul Guinan and Anna yeah. Bennett. Yeah. Uh, which they're just super, like, they're just super campy, and they played up, and, like, when, when the Vulcans, like, instead of holding hands, you have to touch your fingers like this, and it's very silly. And it's just, the performance is fantastic. Uh, this Trek in the Park has become so popular, they actually moved, uh, venues from where they were the last three years to a new venue this year, where it's kind of, like, in a big, wide-open park. And even then, they had 2,000 people at the performance I was at on Sunday. That's They awesome. completely filled the park. Like, just uh, people as far as the eye could see. That's awesome. And uh, Portland's mayor came out and officially declared it Trek in the Park Day. That's great! And he had a whole little declaration. He had his uh, Trek in the Park t-shirt on. And uh, this weekend, August, uh, was it tomorrow, the 24th and the 26th? No, wait, 25th and 26th, Saturday and Sunday, this weekend here in Portland, Oregon. The last two performances, they're going to have 5 o'clock at the um, St. John's... uh, park mm-hmm. uh on sunday supposedly garrett wang who is on star trek voyager yeah he's gonna be there really so they actually have a real star trek person show up Aww. uh i can't remember oh he played ensign harry kim and he was an unloved character because his character didn't really do anything i'm sure the actor's fine his character is kind of like the least loved character from the least loved Aww. star trek show but Aww. he's gonna be there and yeah, Trek in the Park is really hilarious. And then yeah, and Dylan's playing uh, one of Sarek's 
Vulcan lady attendees, attendants or something like because that. Because if any of y'all met Della McConus, she's, she's, yeah, she's a living Vulcan. It's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. She's one of those people who's meant to cosplay as a Vulcan or Bajoran She doesn't have to times. make up that much. They put a little shit on her eyebrows and she's a Vulcan right there. Well, yeah. she gets to wear a hood, so she really doesn't have to do the And use. if you've ever been the recipient of a Della McConus eyebrow art, <laughs> which Bill and I both have. She will make you feel like a stupid Scotty. Yep. So, yeah, no, that's happening, and that was fantastic on Sunday, and I got a wicked sunburn. But, yeah, it's happening. This is last weekend until well, next year. And next year is the final performance. It's the fifth. Oh, really? Thing. They're not going to do it anymore? I don't know if they're going to, like, maybe skip the next gen after this, but they announced that this, like, next year. Well, it'll, it'll be the fifth year, and it'll be the end of the five-year mission. Oh. Which is the whole Star Trek thing. yeah. So I don't know if they're going to take a break or what, but I don't know. So Good on them. But, yeah, if you're in Portland, Oregon, go check that out at the St. John's uh, Park on either uh, Saturday or Sunday at 5 o'clock. And, yeah, that, that's what I did on Sunday. It was a good time. Yeah. Alright friends, on that note, this has been the Boy Howdy Podcast. As always, we're at Boy Howdy Podcast on Twitter. Howdy at BoyHowdyPodcast.com. Give us a holla. Um, BoyHowdyPodcast.com in general. It's where we hang out. Our website that no one visits because of Twitter and RSS feeds and everything else. That's true. Um, uh, it was lovely talking to you. You want to go out and get some, uh, go see some uh, Sunny Chiba movies and a piece of pie? Yeah. You've never seen True Romance? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, I have seen True Romance. That's, that's what they do. That's what they do. I get it. Because they go see uh, Street Fighter, Son of Street Fighter. Bill, let's go do some Return crimes. of Street Fighter. Let's go do. Let's go do some let's go get. Let's go get a plate of shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys next week.